What? I don't know what you're talking about. What did he say? Turn it on. Promise. I have one. I have one. All right, come. Let's go. I got it. I got it. Is that one new also? It's a new. Okay, someone needs a. Uh, a tape of the things. I'll just uh, say the pastor before we start to take the tape. What's the shakas? There's no shakas, but someone needs it. Was something. We're gonna go make a tape on just for this. So it'll be in the beginning. Get this tape. What? Can I do? what? Oh. All right. Those that lane, you should know. Just tell you one or two things about lane. <coughs> we have about careers yesterday. <coughs> You left, Baruch Hashem. All right. I'm just saying. Okay, a, a pashta, everybody knows a pashta looks like a kadma. But a pashta is much, with much more stress than a kadma. If you have to know Dikdak, I'm not going to go into Dikdak, but pashta is called a melech, and a kadma is called a mshurish. Yeah, the Valkyrie has to learn a couple of things, the Valkyrie. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the first thing you got to know is to prepare properly. <laughs> and make your, not going to make your own chumash. And the second thing is whenever a letter ends off with the same letter that the next word starts, you got to be medactic, and you're not. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. He doesn't know who's on the tape. The tape doesn't say who. <laughs> No, you did a good job, and you're a good Balkanian, so that's fine. A guy that does not elate, I wouldn't tell him. I'm telling you, so you should become a better. Whatever. But if you did it in two days, I couldn't do it in two days. Okay. I wouldn't even lay in there. Two days, I wouldn't. Nobody else. Takes me a whole year to prepare Pasha Zoha. Okay, just keep quiet. So the guy that. Uh, so. Okay, this is the trap for laning. The trap for laning is a local Messina, You got to know it's not something that was made up. And every laning that exists in the in the whole year follows this formula. It just by the after it changes the tune a little bit. By shirashirim rus. Thank you, Ellis. It changes the tune a little bit. Eicha changes the tune a little bit. And Esther changes the tune a little bit. And then Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur and Simchas but it's the exact same trump. It's the exact same trump. You just change it, change the melody you drop, but the trump is the same. The Swadim have their Kabbalah. We're talking about our Kabbalah. Okay. What? Pashto. A Pashto is much stronger than a Kadmo. Pashto. Munach Zarko. Munach Segol. Munach. Munach Rebi Mapach Hashto Zokev Koton Zokev Godol Merchotipcho Munach Esnachto Esnachto is like a comma in the middle of a sentence. Mercha is always not as strong as a tipcho. Whenever you have to end off a sedra, like Shani, Shlishi, Rabi, whatever, and you want to sing the, the ending off tune, you never do it on a mercha. You always do it on a tipcha. The last tipcha before Shani or Shlishi, etc. Mercha, tipcha, 
you should be able to hear the chiluk that tipcha is stronger than a mercha. Mercha tipcha munaches nachta pazel klisha ketano klisha gedayla. One goes to the left, one goes to the right. Now, it's sometimes you have a problem. How do you know what's a pashta, what's a kadma? And how do you know when to sing something? Now, a pashta is always on the last letter. A kadma is always on the letter before the last. Second to the last. So let's say it has to be a pashta, but you don't sing it on the last letter. So if you have a good chumash, there'll be two pashtas. So the two pashtas are telling you it's a pashta. That's why I'm putting it on the last letter. But you don't sing it on the last letter. Sing it on the one where the first pashta is. But how do I know that it's not a kadma? Because I have two, two of them. If it would be a kadma, it would be where it is. A kadma can never be on the last letter. Pashto is always on the last letter. The same with it. Tlishak Tana, Tlishak If you have the Korah and Chumash, so you'll see sometimes there's two Tlishak Tana, sometimes two Tlishak Dara. Because a Tlishak Tana is always on the left side of the, of the word at the end. And a Tlishak Dara is always on the right side of the word to the right. But sometimes you don't sing it where it is. So a good Chumash, that's Medugdak, will have two Tlishak Tanas or two Tlishak Dara so that you should know where to sing it, where to put the stress. So we'll start again here. So this and we'll have interruptions. So this way, whoever has to listen to this will understand. Pashta munach zarka munach segal munach munach rivi mapach pashta zokev kotoi namos balikria. Don't sing okay if cut them properly. They just make a cutting because they're lazy. Ma pach pashto zokev cutin zokev godol mercha tipcha munaches nachto pozen plishogitano plishogidoyla. Sick just means you got to stop because there's a line there. And then Saif Pasuk, that's the end of the Pasuk, that's Rosh Tatum. I'm saying one more time, because I get interrupted. Let me just say it once without interruption. <laughs> if you're going to interrupt me, so then I have to say it again. And if I interrupt myself, I also have to say it again. So at least you do your part, I'll do my part. Pashto Munach Zarka Munach Segal Munach Munach Rivi Ma <laughs> 
Okay, we'll stop that with the trump. Just like the trump is everything is our local emotion, Miss Sinai. The truth is that the trump tells you many times, Pshat and the Pusik. I don't want to go into it now, but there are many places the going tells us Pshat and Pusik all from the trump. Some of them, you know, like Vayiga Shail of Yehuda, things like that, have famous shtiklach. But in general, you should know the trump is our local emotion, Miss Sinai. You shouldn't play games with it. There was that plane as a lane of his adapter. Now, the Chaim Yankel Hirsch, Chaim Yankel Hirsch with the with Itzkowitz, with uh, Levine, they both took apart, they three, these guys uh, took apart my sukkah. And I said, if they take it apart by 2.30, that, uh, that, you know, I'll do what, if they want me to speak, I'll speak. So these are the guys that got me to speak. So they want me to speak. They want me to speak about... Uh, they want me to speak about Seres uh, HaShvatim. So I, don't, I didn't have too much time to prepare, so I'll just say whatever comes to my head at the time. <laughs> Now, only a little, huh? A little, he says. Okay. Now, there, there are some things that have to be made clear before we start so that you'll understand it better as we go along. You went through B'zayis HaBrocha. Everybody went through B'zayis HaBrocha. Later on in the say in this forum, in the in the this parashas that Malayna began Yaakov Avinu Mezayna twelve kinder, Ruvein Shimon Levi Yehuda Yisroch the ganze Saseras Hashvatim the Shiftei Ko, Tishnu the Saseras not the twelve Shvatim, and then you learn Vayechi the Brachas for all the Shvatim, and we we stop many we don't we don't realize many times, and we're mis, we're we're, we're misalim we we don't think what's my daftach. We don't realize that all the Yidden that we know, every Yid that you know, and all the Yidden that you read about, basically, in today's world, are not all the Shiftei Kav. They're basically only two and a little bit more Shvotim. Basically, all the Yidden here in this room, and all the Yidden that you know, and all your relatives are either from Shevet Yehuda, or Shevet Binyamin, or partially from Shevet, some people are from Shevet Levi, Kayanimit Levi. But... We don't have really, maybe there's some smattering Sheikh Mechazal of people from the other Shvatim. So it's a mind-boggling Zach, if you stop to think about it, that the Kla Yisrael that we know, the many million people that we know, or that we heard about it, the census of how many people there are in the world that are Jewish, those are only two and a mashu, or two and a half Shvatim of Kla Yisrael. The vast majority of Kla Yisrael we don't know about. That's something that's mind-boggling. We never stop to think about it. The vast majority... You have a Tanita, it's not Tfilis, Kalakalaf, if you have. Any Eitzah Tfilis, Kalakalaf, you know where it is. It could be a mine, or anyone. Mine, or anyone. The vast majority of Klai Yisrael, we don't have any Shaykhs with. We don't know where the rest of Klai Yisrael is. It's a small minority. Two Shvatim out of... What are you doing here? Two Shvatim out of twelve Shvatim with the Haklenakite. Where's the vast majority of Klai Yisrael? And why don't we know where they are? And do they know where we are? And what's happening with them? And these are things that have to be answered. (laughs) 
you don't start to, to think when you're diving. There's another crank that most of you have. Here, I'll give you an example. Really, the davening is packed with that, but you don't realize it. Yeah, I'll give you a kasha that many people buy by a kasha. Every single day that you're daven. By the way, this is called ant filler. You're supposed to be, you want to talk, you can go somewhere else. Do me a favor. Go in the back if you want to talk. Every single day, every single day, we say, Every single day, we say things that we don't know we're talking about but here's something that should at least you should stop to think a little bit what's up Mindo? it's in every Kaddish where when it's a Kaddish Sholem or come, go sit down somewhere come on you can hear me over there don't worry about it the Rebishter makes peace Bimroimov that means high in the sky, which means the sky is made out of, Rashi says in this week's Sedra, Eish and Mayim. The Rebishter makes peace in the sky between Eish and Mayim, and they coexist without a problem. The Rebishter makes peace high up. That's what Shomayim means. Rashi says, Eish Mayim, Shomayim, or Somayim, whatever you want to say, different Shotim and Rashi. Who yaseh sholem? He will make peace. Oleinu, we are called Yisrael, v'yimru amen. Now what in the world does Oleinu, we are called Yisrael, mean? Who's Oleinu? And who's our call Yisrael? Veredos Oleinu. Oleinu means us, and our call Yisrael means who? Who's Oleinu? Aren't we part of Yisrael? So Oleinu, what means? Dominion? So you mean when you dab me Yechidus, who's the Oleinu going on? I mean, I'm me? What's the Oleinu we are called Yisrael? Who's Oleinu and who's Akol Yisrael? Ramad Nezach, what's Metis? And Yom Kippur, you say, Melech, Moichel, Besoyleach, La'avoyno Yiseinu, what goes right there? I see no one down there. La'avoyno Yisamoy Beis Yisrael. So what's Avoyno Yiseinu? And what's Avoynois Amoy Beis Yisrael? Who's Avoynois Amoy Beis Yisrael? What's the Avoynois Seinu? And where are those Avoynois Amoy Beis Yisrael? Or you say, Rachem Hashem Alekeinu Aleinu Ba Yisrael Amecha. Or you can say that throughout the evening, you can say to say, Rachem Hashem Aleinu Aleinu Ba Yisrael. Different places, Rachem or Rachem, or you say, Sholomim Reim, or Yom Kippur Dikad Avening. Throughout, Davening, we mentioned these kind of phrases. Oleinu, ve'alko Yisrael. Avenei seinu, la'avenei amoy beis Yisrael. What's going on here? Avenei geitus up. What's going on? Who is it going on? The Prussian pregnant. Some remain by Akasha. He says, v'tzorach i'en godl. I don't understand what's going on. V'tzorach i'en godl. What's the avenei seinu, la'avenei amoy beis Yisrael? In Yom Kippur Davening, I don't have the second chedek. They talk about it there. A lot of different places and different sedurim try to figure out what's Metis. Is in Asach, as Anderim Mephoshim Bilan Zogen, could be other Tiritzim, but one of the Tiritzim, is that we stop, we many times stop to realize, we don't, we don't, I mean, we forget to realize, not we stop, we forget to realize, as a Klai soil that we don't know about. So the Klai Yisrael that we know about is Oleinu. 
The Klai Yisrael that we don't know about is Rav Kol Yisrael. Who's the Klai Yisrael we know about? Yehuda, mit binyomen, mit avisel from chedek shevet leiv. Who's the Klai Yisrael we don't know about? The vast amount of Klai Yisrael that we don't know about. Ten shvotim. Ten shvotim. Ten shvotim that are in Golis. If you know a little bit Nach. In Nach, Shetach. As Klai in Malochim, you learn Malochim Beis, Perek Yudzayim. Everybody knows there was a person by the name of Yeruvim Ben Nevot. He was a king that was not from Malchus based David, and he was jealous. Of you have to learn that a little bit to see how Klai Yisrael divided itself in Yehuda and Yisrael. He was jealous of the kings who were from the lineage of David of Yehuda. Because when you go to the base Hamikdash, the other regal, a king from Yehuda could sit, and a king from Yisrael can't sit in the base Hamikdash. In yeshiva, there's no yeshiva for a king from from Yisrael. It has to be from Yehuda. So he was jealous. He didn't like that if he goes to the base Hamikdash to be a regal, Pesach, Shuvos, and Sukkot, that the king of Yehuda will be able to sit down, and he won't be able to sit down. He's a, he's a king of of, of and he felt uh, that's it's a kinna. So he, he he made all kinds of aids and devices and the stuff was he got Klai Yisrael to stop going. The Klai Yisrael under his dominion to stop going to be a regal and he set up all kinds of calves and people should worship the calves instead. Against a sequence of events, you have to learn enough. And what the Yidden should have done under his rule was pack out. And go away from him, and go to to, to the, and live with the with the, with the, with the issue with Yehuda and Binyamin. But things were good where they lived. They had good water. They had good wine. They had good food. They had a comfortable life. They didn't want to pack out and give up their homes and their fields, and they stayed there. And the south was as a punishment. They Abishter sent Goyisha kings and caused these Yidden to go into Golis. They were the first to go into Golis. So that's the beginning of the Aseres Hashvatim going into Golis. And from that time on. From Malach and Beis, Perik Yudzayin, until now, basically, ten Shvotim of Klai Yisrael are not with us. So they went into Golos before Chanukah, before Purim, before the Gemara, before Yoshami, before Babli, before anything. So they have a different Peser altogether. So how could they have a Chanukah? How could they have a Purim? They can't have anything. So they have it all together different than us. And whatever they have is not the same system that we have. So over the years, there were certain encounters with different shvatim where people from Yehuda gave them certain things that we have, and they gave us things that they have. But it's a mind-boggling thing to think about. The Roiv of Klai Yisrael, which you don't even think about, has a different life than we have as far as Yiddishkeit is concerned. So that is what many Mithrashim say is Oleinu, Olavaneseinu, 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 through our benching, through our davening, through our wherever, Oleinu, we all call Yisrael. But I've tracked a bit of the Aseres HaShvotim. The Aseres HaShvotim are also mentioned in half of your songs. Listen, if you feel you have to make Litzana, so gang is paid. Go on the other side. Make the Litzana somewhere else. You say, Vekhore pizureinu mi beina goyim. Unifutzeiseinu kaneis miyakaseyore. It's a double lotion. 
It says, Bekare Pizureinu mi Beina Goyim. And then it says, Rufutse Seinu Kanes mi Akaseyoret. A double Russian. What's the double Russian? We, we, you, the Vinyomen, are dispersed throughout the whole world. There are members of Yehuda and Binyamin basically in every country in the world. And the, they are not so dispersed as us. They are more in one area. They're not all mamish together, but they're in more, more in one area than we are. Therefore, the Kare Pizurei no Mi Goyim goes on home. Goes on us, we're all over the world. They're among Goyim. No, maybe not Goyim, among Goyim. They're in Gaulas, so they're among Goyim. Those that are dispersed, because we are all over the world. We are in Australia, we are in England, we are in South America, South Africa, we're in the North Pole, the South Pole, Alaska. Don't mention for you, the Minyoga. China, Hong Kong, I won't get it. Think what you say sometimes. Take a look in the Siddur Agrom. And you'll see that the Avrom ben Agrom says that that's what the two Lashaynas and the Kabbishayfah is all about. One is going on, not every Siddur grows the same, there's two Siddur grows, but one of them has the Perish of the Rabbi Avrom Ben Agro, and he brings down this Pshat, that, that when you're saying the Kabbishayfah Godel, half of it goes on Klai Yisrael, that we know, Yehuda Minyam, and the other half goes on the Aseres Hashvotim. That's the two Lashaynas and the Kabbishayfah. There's Kiseida, Kiseida. You say it in Davin, in Rosh Hashanah. What do you say? Ubo'u ho'oivdim. Me'eretz Ashur. That's the Aseres Ashvatim. King of Ashur. Exiled them into Golos. Ubo'u ho'oivdim me'eretz Ashur. V'hanidochim me'eretz Mitzrayim. What's that? Mitzrayim, the state state, Shvetah, that before Mashiach comes, we're all going to end up in Mitzrayim. I don't go into it now. When you say, V'olu Mashiach me'eretziyoyim, this way, that's Haresev. The Moshiach are going to come. Who's the Moshiach? The Moshiach are the Aseres Hashvatim. I can't go through all the Maimon Chazal. I just want you to have a small smattering that you should understand. Asedah Aseres Hashvatim. There's such an entity. Chazal talk about two Moshiachs. The Moshiach is the Moshiach ben Yosef. And there's a Moshiach ben David. What's it? Yosef. Yosef is the Aseres Hashvatim. There's going to be a Moshiach ben Yosef who's going to come and help Klai Yisrael by the Melchemes Goygumogad and he will die or be killed and then Moshiach is going to come. That means before Moshiach comes the ten Shvatim with the two Shvatim are going to unite and Achel Vedveren Malach HaMashiach. V'olu Moshiach Bahar Tziyay Lishboi Deshar Eisot Hashem is one now. It shows that he's not accepted by everybody until Mashiach comes. So we are constantly, constantly, constantly make references to Aserah Sashvatim, but you don't realize it. In, in Chazal, this Mashiach is called Ben Ephraim also sometimes. Mashiach Ben Ephraim or Mashiach Ben Yosef. Ephraim is another way of talking about Klai Yisrael. Habein Yakel Ephraim. What's Ephraim, Dom? Damol Ephraim. 
If you'll stop to think, you'll say the mention there's Erez Ashwatam. Who's Ephraim? Ephraim is Klaisol. Which part of Klaisol there's Erez Ashwatam? Why Ephraim? Ephraim is a way of, of speaking about Chiba of the Rebishu with Klaisol. Habei Yakali Ephraim. What's up? Is Ephraim? Is Ephraim went into Golas first? When did Ephraim go into Golas? What happened with Ephraim? Anyone know? What? They went out of Mitzrayim before the time. They went out of Mitzrayim before the time, they were all killed. Because you can't go out of Golas before the time. And everyone was killed and their bones were strewn on the, on the what do you call it, Agansar Meisim, and one of the Hafteras that you laid. About Chiyas HaMeisim is those bones of the people of Shevet Ephraim that went out of Golas before the time that were killed later at Chiyas HaMeisim. So they went into Golas first, they, they died. Shevet Ephraim. That's why Ephraim is mentioned. So there's a certain chiba that they because they 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 lost out first. But one of the things that you have to know is that Moshiach ben Yosef. Why you call him Yosef? Because just like Yosef was in hiding for many years, he was in prison in a dungeon, and he was in jail. And he didn't have no shaykhs or anyone. But I feel in this because Then later he came out. And when he came out, he was victorious and was very matzliach and became the king of Eklai Yisrael for 70 years. He was the biggest king, the longest reigning king in Eklai Yisrael. Is Yosef. He was the balabas of Eklai Yisrael for, for, for more than any other king in the history of Eklai Yisrael. That means when Eklai Yisrael was in Mitzrayim. So too, Moshiach ben Yosef will epitomize that type of life. Right now they're in Golis, but they're going to come out and then be very matzliach. Help us or whatever. He himself, the state will die in a battle or what it means, battle, does it mean a hot battle or a cold battle? How it's going to be? But then it says, when he has Tchiyas HaMesim, he's going to be a Sheni Lamelech HaMashiach Ben David. There'll be an assistant king to Mashiach Ben David will be the king Mashiach Ben Yosef. Again, it's too much for you to take in one night. But I'll call upon him, you have to know that Klai Yisrael, the way we know it, is only a small part of Klai Yisrael. Klai Yisrael is a lot more hidden. And just like our Klai Yisrael, Rachman al-Islam, the vast majority of them are not from. If you'll make a Cheshman in statistics, you'll see that the vast, 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 vast majority of Klai Yisrael, Rachman al-Islam, are Mechal Shabbos. Vast majority of Klai Yisrael is not learning yeshivas. Maybe less than one percent. Maybe less than one percent is from. Maybe two percent will stick in a couple of modern people. But you don't have more than you know, the, the vast, vast, vast majority. There's very few people that are Shemel Shabbos. And among the Shemel Shabbos, there's very few people that are Bnei Teira. You are a very small minority, Bnei Teira. And even, even among yeshiva students, Nishi Adarein is a ben teira. Emesir ben teira is a rare phenomena in, in, in the population of Klai Yisrael. That's why you live in a time that on one hand, Zogta Chofetz Chaim in Seif and Itchei Yisrael is a very bad time because there's a lot of Ashpal of bad. You're completely surrounded by people by, that are Goyim or Mechalalei Shabbos or Aminim and Apikorsim and you have Hashpa'a from them. You can see how you dress and how you talk and how you think that you are mushpa from all these idiots. But on the other hand, if you make it, 
you'll have so much schach more than any door beforehand. Because 300 years ago or 500 years ago, if you were a Ben Tater and you were a Friday Yid and did all the mitzvahs and did everything, it wasn't such a big kunz. Because the vast majority of your town and your village, the vast majority of your town and village was from. So therefore, listen, if you want to speak, you can go outside, I don't mind, but not in the middle. So, so the, the vast majority was from, so therefore you was Ashbal the type. Even people that didn't go to yeshivas were from a Yidin, because they lived in a village that was from. The, the parents were from, the brother was from, the sisters was from, the uncles, the aunts, the bubbas, the zaydas. There was, there was a from environment. So, so, so Mamela automatically is going to have from a Yidin. Today it's not like that. So therefore, today, if you're a Ben Taira, today, if you're from a Yid, you'll get so much more schad than a Yid that lived three, four, five hundred years ago. So on one hand, it's a lousy time to live. On the other hand, it's the best time to live. Because you could accomplish more than any other dar beforehand. Because you live in a dar that's much harder for you to be a Ben Taira. And, and you are a Ben Taira, so you're encountering so much negative ashboys. And therefore, you're going to get a lot more credit. There's mental tzah. You, you're, you're exposed to all kinds of schmutz and all kinds of music and all kinds of sports and all kinds of magazines and things. You can't even go to Wolbaums. You can't go nowhere. It's as a schmutzige Welt. It's a sewer. It's a cesspool, the ganze Welt. As soon as you walk out of a yeshiva, you're like walking into a, into a sewer, into a toilet. Into a, into a, a toilet with raw sewage. That's what the ganze Welt is. One gigantic toilet. <laughs> So if you, in this gigantic toilet, this gigantic base are able to withstand all these nisyanas, and you remain a frumayid, and you don't succumb to all these ashboyas that are bad, there are many parents, there are many people that have a kabolos. It's hard here because we don't have stores, but they never go into a regular supermarket because of the shoots. They'd rather pay more to a Yiddish store, a, y- a little Yiddish store, and not go in to expose their kids to such places. They never send their kids to, to, to a supermarket because you can't walk out by the cash register. By the cash register, they don't need to order with 50 shluchim of every single type of what he calls a shrek in the belt. So people make gedorim for themselves. Each person has to make his own gedorim. It's kedai to have things shipped in from who knows where, not to have to go to these places. If you can avoid it, if you can't, you can't. But the same is true. The same is true, but they also went to Golos. So they also among Goyim. Maybe not so much Ashwal. Like us, we don't know exactly the Klaus Achim. We'll soon see what we know. But so a lot of them became, became assimilated, Rahman al Islam, just like here. Roiv marriages between a Jew and, an, and, and, and is not with, an, with another Jew. Roiv marriages of a Jew is not with another Jew, not with a Goy. The vast majority of a chasana of a Jewish person is not with a Jew, but with a good. You don't understand that, because if you live in a Jewish section, you don't understand that. But if you think about the how many millions of Jews there are in the world, you'll see that the vast, 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 vast majority is not with a Jew. It's a minority of Jews that marry Jews. You live in Barapak, you think all Jews marry Jews. You live in Lakewood or Mansi, but, but it's not so. So the Chlish says it. Is the Zelbezach Achmona Litzlan Ibaral. So therefore, Medaf Ashtain, they go through their Nisyanis, they are Serah Sashvotim. When you say Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami, a double Nachamu, there's a lot of Shotam. Why is there a double Nachamu? 
So many people may even say that's the double Nachamu. Nachamu gate of a part of Klai Yisrael, Nachamu gate of the other chelak of Klai Yisrael. That's how such what tomorrow and Golas and we're in Golas. In Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami, Ms. Obeda always gave for Golas. Beda's own Zech and Zayn to the Gula. Kiseida, it is, it's Kiseida, Makairis, of the Aserah Sashvotim. And Yeshaya, those that learn now, there's, there's Makairis, I don't go to it. Yeshaya, Chovzayim, there's a Gansa Radak about it. Now, among the Aserah Sashvotim, there's the Eneklach of Moshe Rabbeinu. The Eneklach of Moshe Rabbeinu live among the Aserah Sashvotim. And besides that, there's another family that lives with the Aseras Hashvotim called Yunoda ben Rechev. Ben Rechev. That's a, a person in Yirmiyel Amit Hey, that was a person that told his children he doesn't want them to live in a house. He wants them to live only in tents. He just went through Sukkot. And one of the main lessons of Sukkot is to teach you that this world is not a diras keva, but this world is a diras harai. And seven days. And the Sukkot should be enough to recharge your battery to realize that you're only here on a temporary basis, you're not here. This is not the eco-world. The eco-world is Alamabo. Someone that thinks that this is the life and that's it is a shaita. The eco-world is not this world. You're here in a testing ground for 70 or 120 years. But the eco-world is Alamabo. In order for you to understand that, the Yom Tev of Sukkot was given to us to understand that the world is a dirasarai. Seven days a year, should be enough. So he want, wanted to make sure that his children don't fall into the trap of thinking that this is the Ika. So he left at Tzavor, that he doesn't want any of his children, Eneklach and Ero Eneklach, living in houses. That he only lived in tents. The Ovis lived in tents. Things are no good in this place? You pick up the tent and pack out and go somewhere else. You live in a house, you can't do that so fast. You got to sell it, you got to this, you got to that. It's more permanent. So the children of this Yunadav also live with the Aserah Sashvatim. They were also in Golas together with their grandchildren of Yisrael. So among the Aserah Sashvatim, you have the Eneklach of Moshe Rabbeinu and also this family of Yunadav and Rechev. Now, where they are, and what's our business to know where they are, and what's coming off with them, and are we supposed to find them, or shouldn't we find them? What's coming off? What's supposed to have to the Rebishter was going to say that they should be in Golas until the proper time comes, they're not going to go out of Golas. Just like we're in Golas, and until the proper time comes, we're not going out of Golas. There was also a that we shouldn't have Shaykhs together with Aserah, we shouldn't be together with Aserah Sashvat. So that Gufa has a timetable, when will it be? So what's in Igea for us to know? Throughout the history of Klai Yisrael, we're not going to go in there, uh, very far history, but in, in recent history, let's say from the going on, there have been different expeditions. There have been expeditions from Cooks, Mishugoyim. We're not talking about them. So there are always all kinds of Mishugoyim in the belt. So they, we're not talking about Freya mentioned. We're not talking about people that are still interested in history, still interested in other Shtusim. But there have been from Truma Elacha Beneitera with Haskomis of Gedaila Yailam expeditions of people from our Shvatim to go try to find them. What's the purpose of that? Why should the Gedaira want to do such a thing? And who did they send? And what was the result? And as they write it. I, it's, I mentioned many times in, in different contexts, but you said, 
But you have to know it's a dangerous yisod because you have to have a psak. The yisod is called four words. Isarusa de la sata, isarusa de la elaf. Four words. Isarusa. Isarusa means his oiridus. His oiridus de la sata, his oiridus that exists on this world, makes a his oiridus de la elaf. Everything we do in this world has a shachet in the elam azal I'll give you an example. I'll just tell you about from the Rashiva. I spoke it out many times in the ninth grade, but I'll just tell you what it's this week's Sedra, Noyach. But I just want to tell it to you in what context. It's Nagaya the context of the Azeraz Ashwatam, but it's Nagaya and everything. Whatever you do in this world has a, it's this week's Sedra. It's in Bereshis Noyach. The end of Bereshis it says, that there, that, that there was a child born, and they called him Noyach. It's, it's, it's this week's etc., but it's not in a gay Noyach. State. Why was he called Noyach? Hashem. I don't want to say the Shem Hashem. I could say it, but maybe somebody's going to have a tape and a race. But anyway, we should say Hashem Hashem. But all right. Zotrashi. Zeyenachameinu. Zotrashi. Yaniach mimeno sitzvah yudeni. He's going to take away the depression of our hands. Those are what Mavi Sedra should know this Rashi. Achiloi bon noyach. Until noyach came on the scene. There was no such a thing as plowing instruments. Plowing means that you turn over the ground, make it easier to put the seeds in and make things grow easier. You have to plow in order for it to produce proper, proper crops. <coughs> now, according to the Medrash, the fingers of the people were webbed. All the fingers were connected. So they, didn't, they weren't able to make tools. When Noach was born, he was the first person born without it. It's a Medrash, but Asher is a... But anyway, look at Rashi. Until Noyach came on the scene, on the scene, there was no such thing as kalim of plowing. He made for them, he invented for them tools of plowing. Till Noyach came on the scene, so when they planted wheat, it would come out thorns and thistles. From the klola that the Rebishter gave by Yodem Arishim. In the days of Noyach it stopped. So Rashi says two pshatim and why his name was Noyach and the word Nechoma. Console or comfort. Number one, he made plowing instruments. And number two, the Rebishter took away the curse from the ground when Noyach was born. What is, what's going on here? So, the, the hour of Rosh Hashiva, the Rosh Hashiva, one of his Shmuras and the Shalosh Shudu said the following. He said the fact that Rashi puts it together is a simon that A as a Shaykhus would be. It's not two separate things. Rashi puts it together in the same breath. So it's mashma that one has a Shaykhus with the other. So the Rosh Hashiva, that's the Pshat. Noyach did a gewaldic chesed to the world. What chesed did he do? He created and invented plowing instruments. Until then, they had very much difficulty in plowing. He made it easier for the world to plow. 
So what he did is translated into one word, chesed. He did a gewaltig chesed. He invented something that was a chesed to the world. Because he invented something that was a chesed to the world, so he had a hisoiridus. He made a hisoiridus of chesed in this world. It's arusa de lesata. That created a hisoiridus de leela in Shemayim. He made chesed, so the Rebishter, Mida Kenegad Mida, will also do chesed. What was Noyach's chesed? He made plowing instruments, right? So the Rebishter made chesed. What's the Rebishter's chesed? He took away the color that when you plant wheat, thorns and thistles used to grow. He took that away. Now only wheat grows. What's the pshat? It's Agusa de la Sat. It's Agusa de la Sat. So how come you have so many other inventions? How come we don't find such kvaldik chesed coming down from the Rebishter? It says that all the future inventions that we know about, the Industrial Revolution, or somebody invented the polio vaccine, and this one invented that, and this one invented this, the electricity, the wheel, Gvaldic inventions, Gvaldic chesed, it wouldn't have a wheel, you wouldn't have a car, you wouldn't have any motive in transportation, Gvaldic. So why is there Gvaldic a shefa of chesed coming down from the Eivishters? Because they had in mind COVID and Gaiva. And Noyach had in mind pure chesed. Noyach's invention was purely with one cheshman. I want to do chesed to the world. I see people struggling. I'm going to create something that will make it easier for them to plow. The future generations did it with cheshbanes of gaiva, covid, and money. So, so that doesn't that doesn't make isagusa de leila. That's not isagusa de la sata. That's sistamia. That's an ulterior motive. So there's such a thing called isagusa de la sata. Isagusa de leila means isaidus on the bottom. Makes a hisaidus in shemayim. So the mafalshim say. And everybody is waiting anxiously for Mashiach. So, if we'll make a Hisaidus on this earth, so that sometimes will speed up the Hisaidus Bashamayim to bring Malach Mashiach. It's clear that before Mashiach comes, there has to be a uni- that Klai Yisrael will unite, the ten Shvatim with the two Shvatim, and all the Shvatim on Zayn Tzizamen. So, by us sending people with the Askam of Gedolim to them, and trying to unite with them, speak to them, they'll speak to us. That will create a Hesiderus in Shemaim, and maybe it will speed up the calendar of Mashiach Zoshen Kumen. That's the only cheshbet of doing such a thing. Because we have no right to... The Abish wants they should be in Golas. And we should be in Golas. And that have Shaykh What are we going against the Ratz and Hashem? So we can't do this on our own. It's only when Gedoyle Yoyla, in some of the expeditions that I mentioned, in this Sefer that I have in front of me, this is written by a person. This Sefer was written by a person that was a Makubal who was on the last known expedition that we know of from Eden. And he brings down, he brings down documents of previous expeditions where Talmidim of the Goyim signed on as a Haskama to go on expeditions. He himself, his expedition was signed by a lot of people, but we don't know who they are. Yitzchok Malsen, he's the author of the Sefer Siach Yitzchok and the Sidra Gro. He signed an expedition. He's only one of the signatures. There's others that, that signed on it. He signed one of the expeditions to go on, 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 uh, on, on an uh, expedition. There's others that signed in, uh, on, this person's, uh, on this person's expedition. When he went in the early 1900s, Frank Schwer, that's someone that you might know, Shmuel Salante you heard of, Yosef Chaim Zonenfeld you heard of. Not everybody did you hear of, but I'll call upon him when it was signed by such so then it made sense to go however there was there's a big there's a big uh, there's a big uh, tonight here the people that are sent have to be emissa 
can't be people that are not emissa, 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 genuine frumme yidin. And they have to meet certain specifications. They have to know certain languages because the professionals, the practice practical part of it. If they don't know a certain language, they won't be able to converse with the people in different places. They speak different languages. They have to have, they have to look like a Yid. They have to, they have, they have to have a beard. A person without a beard would never be accepted by anyone, by the as a person that's a former Yid. No such a thing. And he brings down other conditions they have to At least this was written in 1920s. Where they are, where they were, these were the languages that were necessary in order to have some conversation with them. They were, over the years, Shaykh is with them. In the Mordechai, you know where the Mordechai is? In the back of the Gemara. After the Rift, there's the Mordechai, Arishan. In the back of the Gemara Chulin, where the Mordechai brings down the beginning of Masech the Chulin, you'll see, he brings down and quotes somebody by the name of Eldar Hadoni. That means the Rishonim are quoting someone by the name of Eldar from the Shevet Don, who came on a Shlichus from Shevet Don, and he gave over an account of what's going on by the Yaseras Ashvatim, meaning by his Shevet Don, and he said over things that the Rishonim, well, the Rishonim wanted to hear from him. The Messiah, everything they have is like, Omar, Moishim, and Piagura. They don't have Svarim. They don't, even if they wrote it down now, but it's not our Svarim. They don't have the Gemara, the Mishnayis. They wouldn't develop before that. So it, their Messiah is, Omar, Moishim, and Piagura. Everything goes, Omar, Moishim, and Piagura. So they asked him, how do you shecht? And what's the halachas of shechita? Shechita is one of the things that doesn't say beferish in the Torah. So everything is a kabbalah. Everything in shechita is a kabbalah. So they were very interested in the shenim of knowing all the hanogim and minogim of hayeshech. So you'll take a look in the Mordechai in the, in the beginning of Chulim, the end of the Masechta Chulim is where the Mordechai is. In the beginning of Masechta Chulim, you'll see he quotes Eldor Adoni. Taisus really quotes it as Hilchas El Tzisor, but it, but he quotes Eldor Adoni, Eldor from Sheva Adoni. It's a printer. It's a sefer, and and he quotes different Hanogas and Shechita and other parts of the table, and he also tells over what's going on in his Shevet, Shevet Don. So there were, from the time of Rishonim, different contacts with, with the Aserah But here I'm going to more recent history, after the, after the Rishonim. Now I think it's like, where's the Gvilna going? Now, I can't go through the whole Sefer. Half of the Sefer is, is, is uh, is dependent on having a big, gigantic globe here. Very big globe on a big screen. But it can't be today's globe. It has to be a globe from 1920. Many countries changed their names. Many boundaries changed from 1920 to today. There were basically only 70 countries of Goyim. We have much more than 70 in the United Nations because the countries split up and this is not what was negated. There were only seven. But it's not negated. We have to know what was called the names that he quotes, and we don't have them today. So it's not so hard to find from 1920 today a globe. But the only thing is that many of the things are based on a different safer, which is even before. Nishmas Yisrael, there's a safer upstairs, written by Menashe B. Yisrael, who wrote a safer called Mikveh Yisrael, that talks only about the Aserah Sashvatim, and there, the names of the countries are completely foreign to us. In fact, things that he calls one country is really a different country altogether, and we know it as a different country, and the thing that he calls by that name is a different country. It's very complicated. You have to be able to get down a globe of this Sefer at the time when this Sefer was written, and a globe of the other Sefer that he constantly quotes to know exactly what he's talking about. So that's why that part is not Kabine Geos. We can't go into that right now. But one of the things that everybody heard of, of the Aseras Ashvotim is a river called Sambatian. Sambatian, Sudok Sazat Taich, that's called Sambatian. 
The Rambam writes that his father had on his mantelpiece a, a, a jar of sand, and every day you could watch that sand in the jar jump all day long. It keeps on jumping up like, like jumping beans. And when it came Shabbos, it stopped. And anyone that wanted to see it, Rambam's father let them to... Anyone that wanted to see it as a psachizok on Shabbos, he let them see it. And the Hamas says that in, in our davening, in our davening is the, the Muslim of them. In, in, in the davening we say, uh, I'll just give you some more what he called so you'll see it. The state of with Rabbi Akiva and Amin. Rabbi Akiva and Amin, they were arguing about it. I'll call upon him. Rabbi Akiva wanted to show that there's such a thing as Shabbos in the Bria, the Bria, the Bria. Bria is an under the Bria on Shabbos. The Teva of the world is a different Teva on Shabbos. The whole world is on a different level on Shabbos than during the week. Not just a Yid. This is one of the things that I tell, say over many times by the beginning of Malav Malkus, that the whole purpose of a Malav Malka, the whole purpose of a Malav Malka, What's up, what do those words mean? Said the Yomava Sedra, you should know. Vayichal Eloikim Bayoim Ashvi. He must make this Vayichal Eloikim Bayoim Ashvi. What did he finish on Yoim Ashvi? In the same Pusik, it says, it says, Vayichal Eloikim Bayoim Ashvi, Malachtai Asherah. So what do you mean? They should work on the seventh day? And right afterwards it says, Vayishboiz Bayoim Ashvi, Mikol Malachtai Asherah. So Astiram and Eubay in the same Pusik. Dosh, the eighth of day, he should finish his work on the seventh day. That means that he worked on the seventh day, and in the same exact pasuk after a snachto it says, "Vayishboiz bayoyim hashvi mikol melachto yasher." Also, so Rashi brings down this kasha. What's going on here? So hastira mineu bei. Did he work on Shabbos or did he rest on Shabbos? Hastira in the pasuk. So Rashi that the Rebbeister from Shana Rashi is the most true. From Shana Rashi is that the Rebbeister created menucha. The world was not finished until the Abishta created Menucha. So the Abishta really finished his work on the seventh day, but how did he create how did he finish his work on the seventh day? By creating Menucha. What does Menucha mean? So we think Menucha means that if you work very hard, and after working very hard, you're tired, so you go to sleep. That's Menucha. That's not what Menucha is about. That's not Menucha at all. Menucha is an entity that's a spiritual entity. The whole world, the whole world cannot exist of the Arachayim more than six days and Shabbos. When the Abishta created the world, he created the world for six days and Shabbos. As soon as Shabbos is over, the world should cease to exist. What keeps the world going for the next six days? The Shabbos. Shabbos is the, is the, is the ingredient that keeps the world going for the next day. Take a look at the Arachayim. It says wherever it says by Yehuda Hashemayim, the Oretz is a shutter for the Rebbeister b'Maisei Bereishis. How do you become a shutter with the Rebbeister b'Maisei Bereishis? Because you're a Shemesh Shabbos. If you're a Shemesh Shabbos, you are helping the world. 
You are creating the world to be able to exist for the next six days. Had there not been Shem Rishav, the world cannot exist another six days. Shabbos is the entity that keeps the world going for another six days. Menucha is not physical rest on the couch or on the rocking chair. Shabbos, Menucha means the ruchnius of the whole world is sustained from Shabbos. It's a, it's a feeder, it's an electric station that feeds the next six days to be able to exist. And if you didn't have Shabbos, the world couldn't exist. Everything that's happening during the week is dependent on Shabbos. You want to be Masliach and Ruchnius? Dependent on Shabbos. You want to be Masliach and Gashmius? Dependent on Shabbos. There's nothing that's not dependent on Shabbos. Kihi The Mekor of everything during the week is dependent on Shabbos. You want to have a lousy week? Have a lousy Shabbos. Those guys that came late for davening today are for sure going to have a lousy week. That's for sure. The Shabbos those that didn't learn properly, didn't spend the Shabbos in in, 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 in in productive manner, will have a lousy week, unless they work very, very hard to overcome it. But the basic, the basic way is, the way Shabbos goes, that's the way the week is going to go. You had a bad Shabbos, it's going to be a bad week. You had a good Shabbos, it's going to be a good week. That's why you'll find that an off Shabbos when you're home, and you don't learn as much, you'll see that the week is Nishvi Sadaf Unless you work very extra hard to overcome the Chesoran of the Shabbos. Everything is dependent on Shabbos. That's the famous Maizu with the Chofetz Chaim. Of the man that was sick and he was about to die. And he, I can't go to the Chomaisa now because we're no time. I'm going to get off the t- subject. But it's printed in, 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 uh, in the Alkut, on this week's Sedra. It's printed all over. The, 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 the man was dying. And they told him they needed a couple of days to live, a couple of weeks to live. And someone said, you should go see the Chovetz Chaim for a bracha. And he went to the Chovetz Chaim. He met him on the train station. The whole Maisa, how he met him. He says, Yisrael Meir? The Chovetz Chaim says to this guy, he says, you want a bracha from Yisrael Meir? From, from Yisrael Meir? Who's that bracha? What are you coming to Yisrael Meir for a bracha? Why don't you go to the Mekar of all brachas? The Mekar of all brachas is Shabbos. So the guy started crying to the Chovetz Chaim. What do you mean? I'm a Shana Shabbos. Was Wilson from here? He like insinuated the Chovetz Chaim as if to say insinuated that he's not a that he's not a Shana Shabbos. A Machal Shabbos. That's why he's dying. He said I'm a Shana Shabbos. Started crying. Was Wilson from here? So he says you're making a mistake. You'll take a look in Chumash, and you'll see by the Aseras Hadibur is Roshtei Dalton. Roshtei Dalton that you have to be a Shana Shabbos. Not enough you. What state in the Aseras Hadibur? In the Aseras Hadibur state, the whole family has to be a Shana Shabbos. It's an ishgenug that you're a shayma Shabbos. Shtei tochem posik, shtei zochar, es yoyma Shabbos lekatshe. Vos geit weiter, da seras adibres. Shtei weiter, shtei sheishis yomim tavoid, weiter. Biosi isokom lachtecho, biyemashvi Shabbos lachem alikechles hasokom lacha. Here's the part. But shtei weiter, shtei to ato you. That's only one part. After ato there's a psik shtei uvinecho yasan. That's what the Chovetz Chaim said to him. Obviously, you're not a shame of Shabbos. That's what he told him. So, and he started, and he told him, if you have a son, you got to make sure your son is shame of Shabbos. If you have a daughter, you got to make sure the daughter is shame of Shabbos. And the daughter was, was, was combing her hair on Shabbos. She used to brush or comb her hair on Shabbos. And he realized it. And the son had a taxi service, and he was starting to be Mechal Shabbos. He started traveling even on Shabbos, slowly but surely. He wasn't the doctor with the Shkir, and then he was the Benash Moshes, and the Zezak 
and he chapped with the Chavetz Chaim was talking about, and he realized that he had this problem, even though he himself was a Shem Shabbos over there. The Atah is not enough. That's what the Chavetz Chaim says. Atah is not enough. He went to his son, he went to his daughter, and pleaded for his life. And he says, I'm going to die if you don't become completely medagdik in Shmir HaShabbos. And they were already lax in Shmir HaShabbos. And he begged them, and he begged them, and he begged them, and he cried. And they were masking, and he lived. So Shabbos, everything is on a high amount and everything is dependent on Shabbos. When Shabbos packs out, the whole Bria has a Yerida. Not just the person, but the world. Even a guy has a Yerida. The trees have a Yerida. The stones, the ocean, the rivers, the lakes, the fish, they are the animals, but they don't realize it. That's why every guy and every Yid Shabbos night has an itching, is an itching mood. Got to paint the town red. We got to go do something. We got to break up some, do something crazy. Shabbos night, we got to break loose. And, and, and the reason why people feel that way, and that's why there's tremendously more crime and accidents and shikudim and drugs on Shabbos night than any other night. Because of the Bria, the Bria fell down. The neshama of every person feels it, but the person himself doesn't feel it. The person himself just feels crazy. So he doesn't realize that the reason why he feels crazy is because it's Moitzoy Shabbos. He doesn't realize that he was on a higher madrega and now he's on a slow, slow, smaller madrega. So when he doesn't realize, so he, he doesn't know what to do. sugar. So let's go jump into the pool without clothing on. Let's do something crazy. What, what, crazy for civilized people. Jump into the pool with the clothing on. What, what did he do that? To have upset urge to do something crazy. Let's get drunk. Let's, uh, let's get high. Let's do this. They don't know themselves why they're doing it. But I'm not talking about Goyim. But that's the way it is by Yid, for sure. Every Yid's Neshama goes down. The Neshama Yisera goes away. That's why we smell the Samim. So there's a, re- there's a tremendous need to save yourself, not to fall into the trap of the Yitzhah of Maitzah Yishavah. That's the purpose of a Malav Malka. You should be together, listen to interesting things. And Mimelev, the Yitzhah won't have a chance to catch you into his trap. But Shabbos night is the most dangerous time in the life of any Ben Taylor. And any person. Shabbos night. Maitzah Yishavah. Now, I'll prove to you that the Bria is different. So, Rabbi Akiva to the Mim. Sambatian Yechiyach. I'll show you the Sambatian. And the Sambatian is a physical phenomena. It's a, a riverbed that has in it a lot of rocks, and a whole week it throws the rocks up and down, can't go through it, and comes right before Shabbos, Mamish by Shabbos, it stops. Moitzoi Shabbos, it starts again. The Rambam's father had sand, little pebbles, from that riverbed, and everybody could see it on the mantelpiece, the Rambam writes. He, see, he, he was used to it as a kid, it was in the house. A whole week, you could see it jumping up and down. Came Shabbos, it stopped. As soon as Shabbos was over, it started again. So the Bria is different. Uh, here, you could see it tangibly. Other places, you don't see it. When you see a tree on Shabbos, you don't see that the tree out of Yeridim Moitzoy Shabbos. You'll see in Chumash, it's that way. You'll see it in Davening. You say it every day. And you'll see it, you don't realize that you say it because the Torah has so much in it that's mind-boggling. You say every Friday night, Say it Shabbos by day. Everything is in the Teira. There's nothing that's not in the Teira. Take a look. It says the last four words. What's the next words? Take those words. And you have it. Shabbos. Try to picture it in your mind. The words. 
Shabbat Vayinopash spells Sa Bat Yoin, and you use the noon both ways, Nofash. Shabbat Vayi is Sa Bat Yoin. It doesn't have to be Sam Bat Yoin. Sa Bat Yoin is the real name. That's why it's called Sabbat Yoin from the word Shabbos. Sabbatian. It's the river that rests on Shabbos. Sabbatian. Shavas Vayi is Sabbatian. Vav Yud, which is the Yud comes before the Nun, and you just don't scramble it. And the Nun goes both ways. Many times in Chazal, you'll find drushes in Chazal, where you take the same letter and it goes Mekano Lakan. These are different drushes in Chazal. So Shavas Vayi Nafash is Mamish what Rabbi Akiva said to the men. Sabbatian Nafash. Ostachamitzi is in the Bria. It, 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 the tailor is packed like this. It just I'm telling you one thing. Just like I told you two seconds ago that every trump tells you pshat in the Pusik. We don't know how every trump tells us pshat in the Pusik. Every combination of words that there is in the tailor is telling us pshat in Pusik. There's a zillion references to the Aserah Sashvatim and everything we're going through in the tailor, but I, we don't know it all. And even what we do know is Mamisha Mashu, Shabamashu, but the grace of does give us. The Vilna Goyen was able to rattle off every single trump and tell you what the trump is telling you. Every single trophy will tell you what the trophy is telling you. There would be more trophy than what he said. But there's no end to what is doing the Torah. I'll just tell you, he is sad God, and then we'll get to a couple of mice and we'll stop. Because I can't, we'll go on all night. Dr. Chavitzchayim used to say the following, he said, and it's Negev, to give yourself an impetus to understand, be here like the Torah, as it was the Torah. He says like this. In the Torah, it says, you sang it many times in Simcha's Torah. Sateras Hashem Timima. Teras Hashem Timima. Nochamola, 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 Nochamola. Now, you say it every time you dive in. Shabbos in the morning. Teras Hashem Timima. It's not what you think. And it, what it means of the Chovetz Chaim is the following. Try to understand it a little bit in your mind and you'll see how mind-boggling it is. Every drop of Teira, every drop of Teira that we know, that anyone in the world today knows, all the Torah combined of any generation, our generation, through all the Rashivas and all the Tzadikim and all the Talmidim and all the Talmidim, Talmidim, every drop of Torah that was ever known by this generation. Then go backwards and go backwards and go backwards. Every drop of Torah that was known in the previous door, the door of the Chofetz Chaim. That means every single person that was alive. Go backwards, go backwards, Rabbi Kveig, the Goyim. Go backwards, go backwards, go backwards. The Le'achreim, the Chemdeshleimah, the Marshal. Every door. Go to the Rishonim, the Goinim, the Rabbonim Savaroi, the Amoiroim, the Tanoim, the Anshiknesis Agdara, the Nevi'im, Yeshua, Moshe Rabbeinu. Every drop of Torah till Melech HaMashiach that was known from Moshe Rabbeinu till Melech HaMashiach. If it be possible in your mind to fathom that you would take all that Torah, all that knowledge, and take it away from the Torah. That means anything Moshe Rabbeinu knew, take it out of the Torah. Anything Yeshua knew, take it out of the Torah. Anything Rabbi Akiva knew, with the Tagim, all kinds of Midrashim, that Rabbi Akiva knew things. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't know, based on Moshe Rabbeinu's teaching, but I'll go find out there were things that every third, that Mechadish knew things. Every drop of Torah that existed from Moshe Rabbeinu to Melech HaMashiach, if it's possible for you to fathom that you would take that knowledge out of the Torah, 
the tailor remains as complete as it was before. Tailor Hashem Tamima means that nothing was pierced. There's not one iota of a ripple made in the tailor, and the tailor is still complete as if it was never, never, ever, 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 ever touched. Chazal give us a mushroom to give us an understanding of something similar like that of a dog going over to the ocean and slurping up some water. So Avada, you'll say the dog slurped up some water. But no idiot will think that the ocean is missing. Now, you can't say the ocean is missing because the dog slurped up some water. You'll go swimming in an ocean and by mistake, some water goes into your mouth and you swallow it. So you're going to say that something is missing from the ocean? You're going to say that the ocean is incomplete? The ocean is as complete as it was before. It's so minuscule that no one would ever say that the ocean is missing water. I have a vice. Some water went into, the, into my, my, my belly. I have a stomachache from it because it's salt water. And the dog also had that stomachache, but it's completely salt water. But no one would think that the yam is missing any water. That is one way for us to envision all the tailor from Moshe Rabbeinu all the way down to Melech HaMashiach is it didn't make a dent in the Teira. It's a Teira Hashem Tamima. Whatever the Vilna Goinu, whatever the Rabbi Shimra Yechoinu, Makabola, Paldis, Pshat, Remes, Drush, Soy. It never is ending. Every Pusik in the Teira has Pshat, Remes, Drush, Soy. Every Mishnah in the Teira, every Mishnah in Chazal has Pshat, Remes, Drush, Soy. In every Pshat, there's Pshat, Remes, Drush, Soy of the Pshat. And in every Remes, there's Pshat, Remes, Drush, Soy of the Remes. And this never ends. In the pshat of the pshat of the remez of the drush of the I can't, can't give it, get tongue tied saying it. There's no end. Whatever you could fathom, every word of the tale. There's a guy I met months in the last days, I was a month ago. There was a guy, that's his hobby. He takes psukim, he's just working on Yechulu. He made a box for Yechulu. How he made the box, he has a kabbalah how to make it. And he showed me what, how many secrets there are on Yechulu. Mind boggling. The way to let us go this way, to let us go this way, and this way, and that way, and that way, with the gematrix, with this, with the that. And what he knows is not even a mashu, of a mashu of what Mashtetan Vaychu. There's no end to Vasudar the Taylor. Like this little thing here, Shovas Vayinofash, Sambatiyanofash. You would never see it. When the Rebbe gave the Taylor to Meshach Rabbeinu, it was just letters. Or else Meshach Rabbeinu would have known about Benoit Slotchot. He would have known about all the different things that happened with Pesach Sheini. How could he not know when the last stuff was? He looked in the tailor. He got the tailor. And Shuas, what's the problem? Look in the tailor. Because the tailor was just letters. And the letters were mumble jumble. As they happened, chronologically, the letters came together. And we read it. But before they came together, it was all these letters. And there could have been a different way of, of, of rearranging the letters. If the Maluch would have gotten the tailor. So the letters would have arranged differently. If if Moshe Rabbeinu came down with the first Luchas, and, they, and he didn't, didn't make the eagle, so no one would have ever died, right? And there wouldn't have been an eagle. So the letters of the tale would have been a re rearranged altogether different to mean something else. There wouldn't have been Misa, there wouldn't have been Tumah, there wouldn't have been Burial, there wouldn't have been a whole bunch of things in the tale. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu had to stay there another 40 days, because he had to learn a new tale, because the first tale was a different tale. Because <laughs> the first tale had, had different Hanogas, different Tachas, different than the second time, because the second time was already after the eagle, after the eagle things changed. I can't go into everything now, so it's too much to The Balatanya, a famous little miser. And then we'll go to one or two mices and then we'll stop. I'm just waiting your appetite because I can't tell you everything all night. And, he, and I don't know everything either. So my mail is Now, the, the Balatanya, 
was the the, the Shulchan Aruch Rav. He was the Godel Ador. He, he was a Godel Sayin, Nidwan Sayinista, and he was by a Chasana. And there were other Gedolim by the Chasana. And uh, the old days, even today, they have a Batchan. A Batchan is not like we think it's a joker. Batchan used to say in a jestful manner, tremendous Musa, with Gematrius, with Anigin, with, with, with rhyme and poetry, but it was tremendous Musa. Usually when a Batchan spoke, the Chasana and Kala would cry, because it usually was directed at them to give them Musa for their future life. But whoever the Batchan started up with, it was a sharp, it was very penetrating, and it usually entertained other people. But Lamaisa, the lesson was extremely, extremely Nagea Lamaisa. Let's start up jokes. Anyway, he, he was a Batchan, and he was a... And he started up with the different people that were sitting on the head table, the G'daylam, by this chasana. But he didn't start up with the Balatanya. The Balatanya felt, you know, something's wrong. Why doesn't he want to start up with me? So he sent them over to him, called them over, sent them to and he said to him, why don't you start up with me also? You mentioned him, you mentioned him, and he skipped over me, you mentioned him, mentioned him, mentioned him, what's the mitmiya? So he says, I'm afraid. I'm afraid to start up. So he says, I'm meichel you beforehand or whatever you're going to say. You can say whatever you want. Not only got Rishus, the Balatanya wants them, wanted him to speak. And this is to show you the Gavaldic Chochma of a... Of a like, like a maggot, like the Dubna maggot. It's like Gavin the Vilna Goyen Musa. What's the shag? Gavin the Vilna Goyen Musa. But the Vilna Goyen used to call the Dubna maggot to give Musa. He said like this. He got up in front of everybody and he said, he said, he spoke in Yiddish. He says, I always wondered, what's the big difference between me and the Balatanya? He says like this. What I know, everything I know, the Balatanya knows, so we're equal. Whatever the Balatanya doesn't know, I don't know either. <laughs> so again, we're equal, right? The only difference that can exist is what the Balatanya knows and I don't know, right? But that's so insignificant to what we both don't know that there's no reason to feel that there's any difference between me and the Balatanya. Now, when he said that, the Balatanya cried. Because he realized it was a piercing statement that no matter how much the Balatanya knows, he realized that it's nothing compared to what he doesn't know. That's the word, Teras Hashem Tamima. Teras Hashem Tamima means that no matter what the going knew, what the Balatanya knew, what Moshe Rabbeinu knew, what can I marry Moshe Rabbeinu? It was nothing compared to what he didn't know. It's too hard for us to understand. We can't understand. And that's how much they're still in Teras. Teras Hashem Tamima means after everything Moshe Rabbeinu learned till today. In the trough, in the Megamatris, and the this and the that, they knew so much more, it's not Shach for us to fathom. Every word of the Torah says the Goyen has in it Tariyag Mitzvahs. 
Every word of the tailor, says the Goin, has in it all tariag mitzvahs, and that's why it's called Eitz Chaim Lamarazikamba. It's like a tree, a tree has a seed, the seed can make more fruit, more fruit has seeds in it. It's a never-ending thing. Every single word has in it kol tariag mitzvahs. Do you see kol tariag mitzvahs? Uh, we try to figure out, as the word gracious, how we can see tariag mitzvahs, because he once said, gracious has all tariag mitzvahs, and, and one wise guy went over to Goin and he said, where's pigeon at then? There's no pay in it. So without winking, without blinking an eye, he said, Ben Rishon Achash Rishon Yem Tivda. And many times in the ninth grade, we try to figure out different mitzvahs, which we found. You can figure out a lot of things if you think a whole day. You'll figure out Miluk. You can find Ben Roi Acha Shmoinas Yomim Timo. Well, you're supposed to say a bracha loud. Bekol Rom Nu Es Shem Hashem Tevorech. Or the Oil Regal. You can see it. Nu B'Shalosh Regalim El. We did that in class. If you'll sit a long time, maybe we'll come up with ten mitzvahs in the word Bereshus. But every word said the Goin has all Tariag mitzvahs. Vayoyma, El, Es, Ace, Min. Every word. How could it be? So it has to be with the gematria, it has to be with the truff, it has to be with the... So it's too much for us. Every truff, everything. About Kolpanim, I just want you to understand. As Alice was state in the Torah, Nothing will be stam empty. Every haftocha was a dove will come true. There's zillions of haftochas about Mashiach. And there's a lot of haftochas about the Aserah Sashvotim. That we're going to come together with them and there's going to be some kind of this and whatever. We have Eisenish Klobis of a giant 100% and not even 10%. On Achavet Melech HaMashiach Kumen. We'll go now and zero in more on the Aseres HaShvotim. The Aseres HaShvotim... If you'll take a look in there... Damn, it's good. You should just know some of the at least. And she sees her. In Kisisa, there's a passage that says, that the Rebish is going to make, uh, I think it's in Kisisa, the Rebish is going to make big anisim in a place, and the, uh, here, everybody knows the passage, You'll take a look in Yenison Benazil, the Ravana Tana. Yenison Benazil says, What kind of essence is this? What kind of influence? So he says that it refers to the influence that the Rebish is going to make for the Yidden, Min Legev, and now Sambatian. He says all kinds of great miracles are going to happen. That's what this person of Essen of is talking about. You'll take a look at the Edison of Israel, you'll see this whole thing. We don't know what's going on 100%, but I can only tell you over some ices that took place. And then we'll stop here because it's going to be too late. It's 11 o'clock already. In the, okay, yeah, I know. In the, uh, to go through everything. I'll just tell you one maizah and then another maizah. It's a zayin genug. In the... 
safer. And the ain't from the Swarim Shleitazesh. I told it over many times, this mice is separate. And the year Shin Mem. That means 5,000. It doesn't say to 5,000. 340. What year are we in now? 757. So, so, Tavshin and Zion. 5,757. Now, Shin Mem means how much? 340. So, how many years ago is it? How much? 417 years ago. No, it doesn't. Are you sure? No, I'm sorry. I'm making a mistake. It's not the year Shin Mem. It's a safer for Shin Mem, but it's the year Qatar. I'm sorry. No, no, it can't be so far because it was a kind of some safest time. Qatar, I'm sorry. How much is Qatar? Tov Reish Chof. 620. What is it now? So how many years ago? 237. How much? This is 620. So it's 137 years ago. Listen in. Okay, I'll tell you from a different year later. No, but let's get this year. This is the most recent. This is a very recent mice, comparatively speaking. 137 years ago, era Pesach came to a Talmud of the Chassam Sefer, one of the most famous Talmudim of the Chassam Sefer, came a guest from Asia. The, the, the Talmud's name was Rav Hillel Mikal Maya. Rav Hillel Mikal Maya was one of the most famous Talmudim of the Chassam Sefer. Now Rav Hillel Mikal Maya's Talmud is someone that you might know because you might know someone this Eniklach because they all come from that same family. Akiva Yosef Schlesinger. There are Schlesingers throughout America, England, that are Eniklach of this Rabbi Akiva Yosef Schlesinger, who was a son-in-law of Rabbi Lomir Kalmaya. Who was Rabbi Lomir Kalmaya? A Talmud of the Chassam Sefer. And he writes the following. 137 years ago, Erev Pesach, came to my father-in-law, that means Rabbi Akiva Yosef Schlesinger speaking, and he's giving an account of what he himself was an eyewitness to. There came to my father-in-law, Erev Pesach, a guest from Asia. And his name is Rabbi Rab Shimon. Rab Shimon, that was his name. And he came from the country called Tibet. Tibet, if you know a little the geography, is a very closed country. The Westerners know very little information about Tibet. There used to be a king called the Dalai Lama there. Then they overthrew him. But anyway, over the years, we know very, very little information about Tibet. And he, t- he says, Shh. This Rab Shimon came from Tibet. He says it's between Japan and China. And he spoke only in Lashna Kurdish. He came to my shver, Rabbilah Milkamaya, Rabbilah Zatzal, and he asked him for a favor to be by him as a guest for Pesach. Only for Pesach. And after Pesach, he'll go away. And he says, with the following condition, I want to make my own seder. And I want it that it should be on my own table. I'll make my own seder. And, I'll, and I want a little table to be able to make my own seder. All I want from you is you should give me matzahs and whatever I need for the Seder. Abdullah said, whatever you want, I'll give you. Abdullah with the God of Ador, This Rabbi Shimon only ate on Pesach one Kizayas matzah by each night. I don't know if he had the second Seder. I don't know clear. We'll soon see if we can pick it up. It says he only ate one Shia Kizayas matzah kaloch, and that was it. Didn't eat for Afikaymen, didn't eat for this. One Kizayas matzah. 
to be yitzin and mitzvah beherkav to matzis was to achiv to esen and kazayis matzah not have the seder. Many people are very machman not to eat matzah throughout because they're afraid the matzah might be chametz. I'm glad that there's a mitzvah to eat matzah, but some people feel that there's a, there's an answer. Whichever way you do, the Shem Shemayim is also. So it says he didn't eat a whole Pesach any matzah. Now what about Yom Tov? This not he didn't wash. What did he eat the whole Pesach? This person, Rabelezer, Rav Shimon, he only ate potatoes, tapuche yeretz, potatoes, velusin, nuts. He didn't want to take any matzah. That's from us. That's all he took is the food. A gazayas matzah, some, some potatoes, some fruits, and some nuts. He didn't take any money when he, when he packed out after Pesach. And he was a, basically a secretive person. And I can't write anything that's, that I don't know for sure. I'm just going to tell you what I know 100% for sure because I don't want to mix in anything that might be a shtickle sheker. I'm only going to write what I know 100%. The person that's writing this was a big issue. He says every word that he said by the Seder was very loud and he translated every word of the Seder into a language that I don't know what it was, some kind of foreign language. The only thing that I was able to pick up when he made the Seder was different words of the Zoya, which I recognized. So obviously he had the Zoya, which the Zoya had it, the Aser have it. Obviously it came to them somehow. And certain Medroshim also, how did he have it? that he mentioned while he was saying the Seder. He said certain things in, in Aramaic and in, in, in Lashon HaKadosh. When he davened, he davened with such gewaldic eslavas, with gewaldic fire, with a gewaldic fervor, with a gewaldic warmness, the subrokim. It was like thunder and lightning when he, when he was davening. Gewaldic davening with kavona. And he used to daven each tefillah two or three hours, depending on the tefillah. Afterwards, he would come home to the house, and he would just eat a little bit of potatoes, a little bit eggs this time, he writes, and some fruit. But he wouldn't eat any meat whatsoever. He didn't trust any meat. That's why there may be a different hanhogas and shechita. And he wouldn't eat any matzah. There wasn't too much time to hear too, uh, too much from him because if davening took two or three hours, so there's three tefillahs, and then he had to eat, and he had to sleep, there wasn't too much time left. Chalamoid and Yom Tif, I tried to speak to him a little bit out of curiosity to find out who is he, and where does he come from, and what does he know, and what kind of Torah does he learn? And he said that he's on a secret mission from the heads of the place that he comes from in Tibet. His father, meaning is one of the Rosh of the Bezlin, one of the heads of the Bezlin in where he is, in Tibet. Where they live, there's approximately 96 thousand Jews that are from. Ninety-six former Yidin that follow this Besdom. Ninety-six thousand former Yidin. Whether this is the whole Shevet, whether it's not the whole Shevet, I can't answer you. I'm just telling you what it says here in the Shevet. They have basically ninety-six thousand former Yidin. Every nine people of the adults that work support one single Talmud Chacham and that Talmud Chacham learns with the other nine people anytime they're free. A call, sorry, I saw us. Like you have in the Taylor. Sorry, I saw us. Five of these groups support another person who's over them, sorry, Hamishim. And then sorry, Meis, 
And then sorry alofen, just like it says in the Tana. That means every nine people have a Rebbe. Every four, uh, 49 people have a 50th person that they're Rebbe. Over the, fi- over the 50, then over the 100, then over the 1,000, and as they write. They're Mekayim Maisaris, Maisaris. They give away a tenth to whoever they're supposed to give. Rosh Yaakov, Kayanim, Levim. Not nine, ten, not nine and one. He says here ten and one, but some places it says nine and one. But here it says, Chol Asoda, every ten people, supports one person, so it's eleven, not ten. So it's a shayla habachal, how does Shavayi Asoda's work? Is it nine and one, ten and one? But here it says now ten, I'm sorry. Ten support one, who's a Talmud Chochem, that his job is to sit and learn Teva all day long, and he teaches them on Shabbos and Yomim Tevim, B'Kviyas Itam Latera, whenever they have to learn. The head of the Nesim, the head of the, this group, the head of their leaders, they're called the Nasi, whatever, is a Mekubal of Balboach HaKadosh. He's a very big Mekubal and he knows Balboach HaKadosh and he's the manic, the dog. He's the manic of these 96,000 people. Everything is done according to him. He's a Gewaldik Etzadik Moshel B'Yeras Hashem and he knows Gewaldik HaChokhmah. Not only does he know what's doing with them, he also knows what's doing in in our part, meaning in Yehuda and Binyamin, he knows what's doing in Achina Bnei Yisrael Bagoyla, which, which is us. We are called Achina Bnei Yisrael Bagoyla. He calls us Achina Bnei Yisrael Bagoyla. He had a special sefer, and the name of this sefer is called Aviv. Achina Bnei Yisrael Bagoyla. Alevez Yud, Rosh Tevis Vez, the apostrophe Vez. And in there it says all kinds of secrets about Yehuda and Binyamin. And he says like this, who's talking again? Abakiva Yosef Schlesinger. And he says, what he spoke with my father-in-law, who is, who is his father-in-law? I don't know. Because a lot of things they spoke secretively and I wasn't invited into their discussions. But I can only write what I know 100% because I despise Sheker. I spoke to him on Yom Tev for a little bit in Teva. What Teva could I speak to him about? He said, I can only talk to you about a certain piet of Rabbeloza HaKalil. Rabbeloza HaKalil in the Mavza. If you have a Mavza, there's certain piyutim that people say. We, most people here for the time skip it. But Rabbeloza HaKalil wrote piyutim for every Yom Tev. Rabbeloza HaKalil has in those piyutim such secrets. And those are the things that he talked to me in Teva about. So there's all kinds of secrets of Putin. It's mind-boggling. If you take a look at a Mazdam, I don't have a Mazdam in front of me, but if you would have a Sukkot Mazdam in front of you, it's mind-boggling. You'll take a look at yourself and you'll see how much secrets there are that you don't realize. It says when Moshe Rabbeinu was Nifta, I'll just give you an example. When Moshe Rabbeinu was Nifta, it's a mind-boggling thing. Moshe Rabbeinu was Ois Mensch. And Simchas you'll see in the Pious. Moshe Rabbeinu was always meant, he was afraid to die. For three days, he asked Klaishol to be mispal for him. And he was afraid that he's going to have to go to Gehenna. Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu was nervous three days before he died. And he asked Gans Klaishol to be mispal for him. And it says Klaishol was goichel and was mispal day and night and night and day. A mind-boggling thing that we don't know. We, don't, we learn Chumash, Rashi, all the Mephoshim. You never see it until you'll see that that payet in the in the, in the Mahzah. But most people never look into it because you don't say it. But anyway, these were the discussions that Rabbeloz, that he spoke about based on Piyutem on Rabbeloz Akala. 
And he spoke such deep things that he told me, that half of the things that he told me, I don't understand what he's talking about. I couldn't understand, it was just too much for me. My mind was not able to comprehend many of the things that he said. I, 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 I heard what he said, I heard the words. I don't say what it means. Because it had a lot to do with Gilgulim. It had a lot to do with Gilgulim and this and that. And I couldn't hop everything. Then he told me some things about my door. And he said the following. In those days, there were a problem with masculine, the days of some safer. And he said that originally no one ever spoke a drusha in a shul. No one ever said Torah that was not in Russian Kurdish or Yiddish or by the Svardim Ladino. But you never spoke a Goyisha language Torah. He says the first people that came into Europe and spoke drushas into in a foreign language were Gilgulim of people that, things that are written in this sefer called Aviv. Some fact. Fact about Achenu Bnei Yisrael Bagoyla in that generation. And he says like this. Rab Nosen Adler. Everybody heard of Rab Nosen Adler. Who was he? Some sefer is Rebbe. And his Talmud. This is in the sefer called Aviv. Rab Nosen Adler and his Talmud called it says me Frankfurt were very big in Kabbalah. We don't know that. But he writes this in his Sefer. That this was written in this Sefer that they were big in Kabbalah. Abnosan Adler wanted, if you know a little bit of history of Abnosan Adler, he was always persecuted by different people. He wanted a pastel the Schachtim in the city of Frankfurt the Main in Germany. Because the shochtim of that city were not fine people. And because they were the shochtim, they caused detrimental problems to people that ate from the shechita. He wanted to passel those shochtim and get new shochtim. Had he been successful, he writes in the Sefer, it was written in the Sefer, Moshiach would have come. That's what he wrote. But the Samach Mem, the Koyach of Tum in the world, persecuted Rabnos and Adler and butchers and Shochtim mostly the, the butchers persecuted Rabnos and Adler wanted to kill him and he had to run away from Frankfurt the mine everybody knows the history of Rabnos and Adler will know that he had to run away in the middle of the night or whatever he had to run away for his life or else they would have killed him but he writes there's another person another godel that you should know about in the safer it's called Rab Mishulam Tisminitz also from Frankfurt the mine his name is Rab Mishulam Igra Ramishul Amigra, you might know as someone that the Ktsais Achrishan and the Nesivas Amishpat got some ideas from. No one was really a full Talmud of Ramishul Amigra. Ramishul Amigra is one of the most, one of the greatest Gedalim that ever lived in recent history. Abraham Kotler, Zechatatik, Livrofi used to make a party when he understood several lines in the Sefer of Ramishul Amigra. That's how deep the Sefer of Ramishul Amigra is. Ramishul Amigra was one of the deepest minds that, that existed in modern history. When the Tzayt HaKhoshen brought his Sefer to his Ramishul Amigra for his Askoma, so he like said to him, let me hear one shtickle. So he told him one shtickle. And it gives his Mishma. So he says, I'll tell you what you said on the next shtickle in Chayshim Mishma. And I'll tell you what you said on the next. And I'll tell you what you said on the next. And he rattled off about 
30, 40, 50 simonim, word for word, what the Ksaysa Chayshin would write. And he didn't look into it once. How could that be? Because he understood from one shtickel how this person's mind works. So he could tell you on any given thing what he would say. That's what kind of cop that Meshulam Igra had. It says the Ksaysa Chayshin started crying. Because he says, so what, do I, so what do I need my safer for? So and he felt bad, and he fasted, he did tshuva, that he, was, he felt that he was mevazadik, whatever it is. And it's because he like, took away his whole... The Ksaysachoshin worked yearing balayla with tremendous asmoda to figure out different chidushim on what he wrote. And Gewaldagi, Omel again here, Kalachayad. Here, this is what you said over 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 here. But anyway, it was Rizik, it's mind-boggling who he was. And he said that he has an ishama of a saraf. Saraf is a malach. A burning malach is a saraf. Saraf is the echvanim lechayis hakoyim. His neshama is the neshama of a saraf. What that means, I don't know. I'm just telling you what it says. The name to be Yehuda, who you heard about. He writes, Enoi ke'en chashmal. His eyes are the eyes of a chashmal. Chashmal is also a type of malach. What it means, I can't answer he writes things about Yiddishkeit in Hungary. He writes about Prague. He writes that Kozma the native Yudah was in Prague. The, the Kaya Khatuma was not able to get in there. Only once in a while he was able to go and make problems. And the beginning of the downfall of Yiddishkeit in Prague came when they introduced a chazan and a choir, which was following the Goyesha ways. And slowly Yiddishkeit went down. And he said, all. Tfilis in there, but Knesias is Toy Eva, because then there was an Easter on a chasm with a choir. And he says it's the same thing like davening in the bathroom, but worse. He says, because you're mentioning the Rebish's name, and you have no right to mention the Rebish's name. Some Sefer made different types of cherems on these things. Then he says another thing. He says, in my Shver's house, meaning whose house? Abil Milkamaida was a dog. It was a dog. And the dog, we couldn't get out of the house no matter what we did. We couldn't get rid of this dog. He came, stayed under the table, and nothing that we did could get him out of the house. But Vipumit Gishlept couldn't do it. Vipumit Gishlogan at Nishkehel. So when the Rabsh, this, this uh, what's his name again? Rav Shimon saw the dog under the table, he says, why don't you give him a tikkun? So Rabbi Yeh, I keep Yeh surprising. He says, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what does that mean? I take him. He says, Don't you know who he is? A dog. He's a Gilgal of one of the Rabbonim that used to be in this town that spoke the language of the Goyim when he said it to Russia. And he said exactly his name and where he was the Rav. And he was cursed with Kalolois Nimrotseis. The Chachomim cursed him because he was the first one to start making this pilza of making drushes in different languages. And therefore he became a Kelev because if you'll take a look at the end of that's a Matis. It says, The Chavetz Chaim brings it down as a remez. Lamed Hei means Lashon So whoever speaks Lashon Horah after Chavetz Chaim will become a dog. Because the word Noivach means to bark. Nevicha, when a dog barks, it's called a nevicha. Ba'yikhol noivach v'shmoy is a remez. It's talking about something altogether different. But the derech remez of the Chavetz Chaim, 
The person speaking Lashon Hara will become a dog. So he said, also means Lashon Hagoyim. Lamed Hey. And whoever speaks the Lashon Hagoyim will become a dog. He spoke Lashon Hagoyim, he made a Pirza. He's a, he's a dog, so you have to be Misakin as Neshoma. So Akiva Yesif Shlesinger says, I was a little bit apprehensive to say this over to my Shver. Who knows what my Shver's reaction will be? He'll throw me out of the house with some sugar, but there's cup. But after several days, the guy says, well, what are you wasting your time for? Take care of it. <coughs> so I went over to my Shver and told him that this guy says, uh, So I went back to Rabbi Lozab Rabbi Shimon and he said, my Shver doesn't know what to do. So he's told him what to do. Doesn't say here what. And I told my shver exactly what he says. We did it. The dog picked himself up and packed out. Never came back. This man came by foot, and the man left by foot. Morning of Israel Chag. After Tfilah Shacharis, he packed out. Now it's mind-boggling for me to understand how he plans to go to Tibet by foot. From where we live to go to Tibet, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling. Take a look at a map. So we told him that there's a new invention called the train. <laughs> and the train will take him at least more than half of the way to get to Tibet. There's trains that go to China. It'll take a long time, but at least you'll sit on a train, we'll give you money, We'll pay for the expenses. And from there you'll go to Tibet, whichever way you have to go. He didn't take a single cent from us. He says, I'm here to be Mekayim, my Pekuda, that I was Mekabal from the heads of my, my, my Kehila. And I'm only allowed to be here for Pesach. After Pesach, I have to leave and go back. And he said how he's going to go through Kashvi. It's a, it's a, Kashvi, you heard of Kashvi. It's a town, Kashvi, and then through Poland, and then through Russia. Then I'll get to Tibet. It's mind-boggling for me to understand how he plans to work. That's what Baba Sali means. That's what it means. It means a flying carpet. That's what it means. It means flying carpet because his Zayda was a person that used to fly on a carpet to go places. So, want to go somewhere? You roll out the carpet. Anyway, he says, I, Rabbi Akiva Yesuf Schlesinger, I went with my yeshiva bachem. We had 70 Bachem. That means the Bachem were there. They, they were not from out of town. They were there. Israel Chag, they were there. Israel Chag means the day after Sukkot. After Pesach, rather. They were there. There were 70 Talmidim. Us 70 Talmidim were Malavim. They have a guest. It's Achila Shdiya Levia, Levoya. You're supposed to escort your guest. It says, we escorted him, 70 Talmidim and I, until we felt that we can't walk anymore. <laughs> and he just kept on going until we didn't see him anymore. And that was the end of it. So here's a Maisa. How many years ago? 137 years ago. Not so far away. Avayid was a Gikumin from Tibet that had 96,000 from a Yidin there. What do you mean from a Yidin? Every 10 people hired one person 
was made in the, on the other side of the Sabbatian, the Akdomas that we sing on Shuris. Famous, a famous Maisa with someone that, his name was Rameya Shatz, Rameya Shliach Tzibu. And he comprised, if you'll take a look on the thing, it says he was the author of the Akdomas, and he wrote the Akdomas, the Akdomas, I can't, it's very late, I don't know what time is curfew here. He wrote the Akdomas. What? Yeah, so it could be 3 o'clock, it'll be 3.45. So, so he wrote it there, I can't, that's, that alone will take a long time, so we can't spend it. Yeah, I understand. It's about Kashkos when you come 10 o'clock to Davani and Shafras. Now, now listen carefully. If you ask for it, you get it. Now listen carefully. This is a mice that's a little bit more spooky. But this, these two mice, at least, whet your appetite to understand. I said, "Oh, they are serious ashvotim." You don't have to close the light. And it's not they are serious ashvotim. And we have problem with the mispal zayin. That we don't zeh zayin to be as a mashiach v'meir of yomenu. And the Medrash says that Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu was ten Amis tall. It's very hard for us to understand that Medrash. It says Moshe the Aaron was ten Amis tall. Once you understand that, then you'll understand this Moshe. Ten Amis, you know what ten Amis is? That's uh, almost 20 feet, let's say. We, we don't understand. Uh, a person eight feet already is like a... Uh, uh, in a zoo, circus, no, I, maybe there was 10 feet, I don't know. Of a, not, of a 20 seconds, fine, but... Me, I'll finish Okay, what well, about? We're about to go either go outside or I'll stop. Here's a mice. The mice is documented by Grace Gedolim. And it's very hard for us to swallow this mice down. Oh, but gosh, there's a lot of things we don't know. And then we'll get... There'll be another time, maybe we'll get other mice, but I can't, I'm not, not, not trying to say Shvet. <coughs> the mice is brought down, and this sefer that I'm reading from, and it's brought down from a sefer called Degel Machne Yehuda, from a great god called Rabbi Yehuda Tzvi Mestretten. These are names that you don't know today, also it's not again, but these are brought down in a gracious form. There was a man that traveled with his father, to Basarabia. That's in Russia. Russia. Basarabia. And this man, with his father, met a person who told him over the following Maisa. And you'll see how the following Maisa we know is true. This Zokeng, who's saying over the Maisa to the son and the father, once traveled with another businessman 
on a business convention, on a business fair in the olden days, people that had to sell or buy certain wares, they would have to go to different countries on certain days when they had a business convention or fair. In the county, as if to say, Gubernia, Gubernia is the way they say county in Russia, of Moscow. That means it wasn't Moscow proper, but it was on the outskirts of Moscow. It was called different, it was in Russia. There was a Yemashuk HaGodl, and Jews were not allowed to go there. There was a Xerah that Jews were not allowed. There was a certain Tkufa that there was a lot of anti-Semitism. They didn't let Jews deal in business. And therefore, if you wanted to be a Jew and do business, you had to hide your identity. These two business people, means the Zokan and the other person that he's saying over to Maisa about, dressed up as Goyim. You couldn't tell that they were Jews. And they went to this business fair to do business. And normally a business fair takes several days. There's a halachas of Shulchan about davening, this and that. But anyway, here they had to hide their identity. And they had to sleep in an inn at night. A hotel or a motel, what we call today, an inn. While they were sleeping one night, they hear all of a sudden trumpets like an army going through bugles, tremendous noise, and you can hear there's a lot of people traveling through. They jumped out of bed, they looked out of the window, and they asked what's going on and what's, what's, what's going on. They, I mean, they asked themselves, they looked through the window and they saw when they heard from people in the hallway in this inn that there's an army marching through. An army marching through in the olden days, there, there, there was not such an uncommon thing, soldiers from one country going through another country. Armed soldiers traveling through. The members of the city that they were in, where this fair was taking place, the mayor or the governor or the police commissioner, whatever they had in those days, went out and met this army that was coming through, and they asked them point blank, what are you here for? Are you here to start up with us or are you here for, for peace? Are you here for war? Are you here for peace? And they said, we're not here for any war. We're not going to do anything bad for you. to you. We just want to have some provisions to stay overnight. They came in the middle of the night, so they did whatever they could. They had to cramp in any available space, beds, they cramped everybody in. And in the place where these people were staying, in the inn where these two people were staying, these two Yidna were hiding their identity, there were some of these people that also stayed. Any available inn, any available bed, any available room, they cramped them in. There was a tremendous fright on the people in the town because they were people that they never saw like before. People like this they never saw before. Just looking at them made you scared and frightened. They were the tallest people that they ever saw in the history of their life. Greiser, greiser, soldiers. Mamish, it's like we would see every, a ten-foot people. You understand? Ten-footers. You would see a, 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 an army marching through the town, and every person in the army is ten-foot tall. Stelze Kvoy. You, you would be dumbfounded. Even if you see a Schwarz is seven-foot tall, you're a little bit scared. These were all... Tremendous height. And the way we looked at them, the youth said, we figured that one of these guys could take on a hundred of regular people. That's what they looked like. <coughs> anyway, they gave him rest, uh, lodging over the night. And these two people, these two Yidden, very curious, because they noticed on their garments, tzitzis. Now, 
you don't know for sure. It's tzitzis and tzitzis, but there was fringes on four corners of their garment. But maybe, you know, maybe it's like Mexican clothing or something. People have fringes on their things. The basin is what it is. 100% they weren't, but they were already choshed that they didn't. They saw that they were mispal. To whom, what, they prayed. But they were afraid to go over to them and speak to them because they weren't allowed to show that they were Jews. And Bechal, they were afraid of them, extremely afraid of them. In the morning, there was bugles. And all the soldiers from wherever they were got together, started marching, and they were singing with Gewaldi Kesimcha on the way out of the town. The following night, they came back, but they came back without any singing, and with a different mood. You could tell they were dejected. You could tell that they were depressed. And again, they stayed over in this inn. And again, in the same inn that these two Jews were in, these guys also stayed. They couldn't, they couldn't stop their curiosity. And they watched through the people, and they opened up the door, and did all kinds of kunsen. And they saw clear that the soldiers were wearing tefillin. Some of the soldiers were wearing tefillin. They couldn't mistake it. It's his kemazok nefshi, yefshadish, yefshadish, yefshadish. But tefillin, tefillin. They saw tefillin. They knew 100% that yid. So they had enough courage to go over to them and say, we're not allowed to really be here, but we're Jews. And they showed they were gemalot. Just like by Yasef and the brothers. They showed they were Gemalat. That was the only... They didn't trust them because they don't look like them. These are Europeans. They looked altogether different. And they started speaking to them in Lashon HaKadosh. They finally gained confidence from the soldiers that they're Jews. So they asked them, Who are you? And where are you going? And how come last night you were besimcha? How come tonight you're depressed? And they said the following. I want you to know, or we want you to know, we are Eneklach of Moshe Rabbeinu. That explains our height. We are Eneklach of Moshe Rabbeinu. Most of our shavit, as if to say, not everybody is so tall, but we are the warriors, we are the soldiers of the shavit that they'll call B'nai Moshe Rabbeinu. Shavit Levi. How do we shavit Levi like this? Every one of us that's in this army can take care of 1,000 people of regular height. We thought that they can take care of 100. They said, over, oh, we can take care of 1,000. And one soldier is 1,000. 10 soldiers is 10,000. Yesterday, we said, a little bit way out. It's hard for us to digest it. But at least you'll hear it once, and maybe ten years later you'll digest it more. Yesterday we heard a chruz bashamayim. That means, like I told you before, like Yeremiah said, that Lubach HaKadosh. That by Klal Yisrael's mitzvahs and Klal Yisrael's averes, is machtzal machtzal. We read the Rambam, it's true, everybody's supposed to think that the world is machtzal machtzal. You're machtzal machtzal, you do one avera, you destroy the world, and you do one mitzvah, you save yourself and save the world. That's called Tzadik Yisrael, it's a Rambam. But you don't think about it as, as, as a Lemaisa. Because how can we know machtzal machtzal? 
there was a cruise by Shemayim that they had the Ruach HaKodesh that the world is Machzah al-Machzah. The Rebishter is Mateklape Chesed. When it's 50-50, the Rebishter tips the scale to the side of Schus. Therefore, there was a cruise that we should go, travel to Eretz Yisrael. This was in the middle of Moscow, middle of the, of the surrounding areas of that area that we call today Moscow. And we, they were traveling to Eretz Yisrael from Russia. There was a cruise that we should go and conquer Eretz Yisrael from the Goyim who were there at that time. I don't know who was there at that time. The Turks, I don't know who was there. The Puerto Turks, I don't know. And therefore we were going with the Gvaldik Asimcha. We were singing. We were Gvaldik Basimcha. We were uplifted. Given Gvaldik. As we were traveling, obviously someone with Ruach HaKadosh was traveling with them. As we were traveling, a message came that Klai Yisrael's Averis changed. There were more Averis than Mitzvahs. And therefore, you have no more Rishus to continue. False alarm. Kenish game writer. And therefore we had to go back, and therefore we were dejected. Because we thought, ot, 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 come to Geula. We missed it. So, it's a mind-boggling mysen. These two people that were Jews, these two Sachem, said to themselves, what you did to us is destroy our life. Because it's impossible for us to go back to normal civilization and say over this Meissah. Because they'll put us in a loony bin. <laughs> no one will believe us. For us to go back and not say over the Meissah, we'll plot and drop dead. We'll be mentally ill. How could we know this information and not say it over? No, we'll just plot. To say it over, we'll be in a loony bin. Not to say it over, we'll just plot. We'll have a nervous breakdown. It'll be the end of us. You must help us out to save our lives. You must prove to us that we could say over to somebody else that what we heard is true. Or else everybody will say a bunch of shakon and they're not going to believe a word we said. Please save our lives and give us a simon that what we're going to say over is true. That's why too much information is no good. If you know something that you can't say over because no one would ever believe you, then you're finished for life. Let's say you'll go walk in the street. All of a sudden, you'll meet a Martian with green green skin. And they'll start telling you just came from Mars. Miss Nat, tell you the whole thing, hold the cigarette. Blah, blah, blah. You're finished for life. Either you're going to be in a loony bin tomorrow, or you're just going to drop dead from the, 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 the mental pressure. You know, well, you're not going to be able to, to, to weather it. That's why too much technicist. It's not so smart to know too much, because if you know too much, you're not going to be able to handle it. You understand? You can't digest so much information, because no one's going to believe you. So they said to these Yidin, please do us a favor. What's with Zimitons? They were envisioning themselves going home. The Mephoshim say that a person is a social being. Therefore, if you would win, if you would win a, a million dollars in a lottery, but you couldn't tell it to anyone, you would basically plot and you wouldn't be able to live. You just win a million dollars, how could you not say it over to somebody? But if tonight was you couldn't, and you wouldn't be able to do it. If you landed on the moon and you couldn't say over later, it would be a secret. You landed on the moon and you couldn't say it over later. So the Mephoshim said, you would not be able to live with yourself. But that's the Matthias of a human being. A human being is a social being, and, and, and he has to communicate with people, or else he doesn't enjoy it. If you have a chasana, you're married with your daughter, and you can't invite anyone else, 
besides the two Adam and this and that, then you can't enjoy the chasanah. You, you have to have people with you. You have to have people to enjoy it with you. Or, or whatever the case may be. You can't have so much knowledge or simcha or certain emotions without being able to share it with other people. So what should we do? One of the soldiers took out from his duffel bag a piece of paper when it was blank. There was nothing on it. And he said, when you go back to your, house, your home, your homes, wherever you'll be, these guys were plotting, but at least they knew that it's not forever. But wait till Yom Kippur. And it might not be this year, because if it's cloudy, it won't work. If it's raining, it won't work. It has to be that the Levona is out. You should go to the Levona, and whoever will have this paper in his hand will be able to see in this paper his own personal life. From the time that he was born until the time he's going to die. And this will prove to you and to everyone else that doesn't believe you that what, what happened is true because how could this piece of paper tell each person their life? They had a lot of self self-starkheit that would be very stark until Yom Kippur they were plotting. It doesn't say exactly when this happened but I don't know when it happened, so I don't know how long they had to wait, but it came Yom Kippur, and they were in the city of Nishchez, by a big tzaddik, a very big tzaddik. They waited, they davened, waited for Yom Kippur to be over, Neila, daven Mayrim, and ran as fast as they could to the Lavona. And then they were able to say over to other people what happened. And most of the people started screaming with them, hey, you're crazy, nuts, you're crazy. You must be delirious from the fast. You know what you're talking about, better eat something first. They start cup. And there was a whole tumult. It was like a tumult. People arguing back and forth and forth and back. They said, we have a riot. I'll prove to you that what we're saying is true. Anyone that wants can take a look at this paper by the Levona light and see your whole personal life. So obviously something is fishy here, right? How could it be? So I'm telling you what we're telling you is true. When Isaiah is given, we tell Yom Kippur, they were Makadish Levona. And right after Kiddush Levona, everybody started grabbing for that paper to try to see what's going on there. The whole town spread like wildfire in this business. And everybody was tumbling. I want to be next. I want to be next. I want to see. I want to see. No, let me see. No, you can't see. How long? Two minutes. You had it too long. Let me have it. I got the tumult. So the tzaddik from that town, the tzaddik from Nishchiz, was still inside the base medrash. He asked, what's going on outside? Was that tumult? By Kiddush Levona, I wasn't that tumult. He was going to be Mikhail Levona later with his minion, with ten people that will go with him later. So they told him, the Gansom Eisen. So he went outside, and he says, Lom is them. So he took the paper and he read it for a couple of seconds. And he took the paper and ripped it up into pieces. And he said, it's not the Ratzon Hashem that you should keep on reading this paper. Because if you'll keep on reading this paper, you'll see exactly when Mashiach will come. And the Rebbe doesn't want us to know exactly when Mashiach will come. It's not for our benefit to know when Mashiach will come, because that also is too much information for us to be able to weather. If you know exactly when he's not coming and exactly when he is coming in this niche, good idea, you won't be able to, to function normally, and it's not a taiva for us. 
And all this was documented by the tzaddik from Nishchiz, and it was brought down from a different so to say for Egel Machani Yehuda, etc., 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 with all kinds of mechaydas that it's 100% true. So here's a maisa, which is very hard for us to digest. Papa, it's not the end of the world. There are other maisas like this. There are maisas with the Orachayim, who was by the Aseras Hashvotim. Several maisas, the Orachayim Akkodesh, the Mikroiz Gedoilas. He was several times in, in, in Badi Aseras Hashvotim. Different maisas, and there were maisas where he was in jail, but Kenesh Tarayim Gedoilas, and then yes. And then there's the maisas with the Akdomas. These are other maisas. It's late. We can't go through all these things. Was Merovim from them is number one, we had him love Malka. So we didn't waste time tonight. The second thing was is a man that there's a lot of secrets that we can't know. And, and even if you wet, you wetted your appetite a little bit with some of the things, you have to realize as like the Teras Hashem like the Balatanya Meiser, like all the different Ramosim that we said to the Aseras Ashwatim, Medavisen, Mizenen, Nun, to the Gula, Hoasida, we're very close to it. Big things are going to happen. Just like it says in Paz, just like it says there were great Nisim when we went out of Mitzrayim, very big Nisim are going to take place when Mashiach comes. How, what, when does an Ishra going to visit? When it'll happen, we'll know. The Bible that when Ton was the Rebish Tevil, because I told you, over the years, the Rambam was there, not the Rambam was there, Swarim of the Rambam were brought to them, Hashim Bayechoy was brought to them, Midrashim was brought to them, people from they are back and forth, they said how they got over. They are Swarim from them. Not only are they Swarim from them, there are, I told you, Elder Adoni, I'll show you Shirim that come from them. Here's Shirim. There's a lot of things that I can't go through everything now. There's a lot of things. I don't know why everybody's going crazy. I don't have that piece of paper that everybody can do. Here's things that Shira Yichud, as they say, you see? Shira Yichud, you see? Ashe Okay, here he goes through different things that they say Tuesday, Wednesday, Shabbos, Kale, Dogel, you know, these are things we don't know, but it means the grace is Zachem. It's not so hard to say the words, but it, the meanings of it are all kinds of Zachem. And it tells you how they do business and how you get across to somebody and, and all kinds of other things. I can't go through all these are mice. It tells you how you do business. There the people here, there are people that do business with the people on the Sambat, you know? Before Shabbos, you put down the Schoira. Let's say you want to sell to people on the other side of the Sambatian Chalais, you want to sell them uh, sneakers, or shoes, umbrellas, you want to sell them uh, plastics, whatever you want to sell them. So you, you make a deal with them, and you leave over, you'll soon see. You, uh, they, they, they're able to come over, they have their ways, and you make up that on, before Shabbos, you leave over so many and so many crates of this and this merchandise. You make up a price beforehand, and this and this, they tell you that on next Friday night or whatever, next uh, end of Shabbos, 
you'll be able to get it back. Or Tuesday, I'll tell you how to get it back because they have a way to go. They might say Shabbos right before. And you'll get it back. And to the penny, they're able to, it wasn't pennies, to the penny, they were able to get every every time that the business deal was, what do you call it? There was not one problem whatsoever. And then there's certain ways, and not everybody's on the other side of Sambatian, only certain people on the other side of Sambatian. Well, there are other Shivatim that have nothing to do with the Sambatian. Where and where the Sambatian is, that's the Sambatian. How big is the Sambatian? We're talking about Shabbat Kaidesh and Haramish, I told you. When did they get When did the sand start jumping? When did It's very difficult to make these expeditions. It have to be and if not, it won't be successful. And it has to be with L'Shem Shemaim completely. You can't go with the Kavona that you want to come back and be a sensational person and go on a speaking tour of telling everything that you saw about the Zambatim. It has to be Elecha, Elecha, Elecha It has to be with the Psaq of Gdaili Yodah. And, and, and today, it's very hard to find someone that's capable, what do you call it, to go there. There was, uh, maybe, uh, you know where to go. And then, 12, 15 years ago, there was. But you're going to say it over spectacular, no one's going to believe you, so they're going to make you look foolish, and they'll make me look even more foolish. <laughs> there, was, there was a time before, okay, again, you're going to get it. There was a time you're asking for it, you're going to get it. That's what happens when you come 10.30 to Davin <laughs> Now, so, B'Kitzah HaMaisa, Sechil Hashem. So, B'Kitzah HaMaisa, the, and the Hashem, the Royal Kutz, but the Gomer Nixon, now, well, I wouldn't be able to do that. I would keep crying for a week or two after coming from 30 Shachas. Now, there was 10, 50, 10, I don't remember exactly the amount of years. Someone heard, I once had a tape like this, not like this, a different kind, whatever, also, but that's a And there was a couple of people that heard it. And there's a lake with someone that's a very big expert on that, Sehos Hashvot. Very big expert on the Sehos Hashvot, and his name is Lenchitz, of Lenchitz. Of Lenchitz. He's a person sitting in Lakewood for many years, and he happens to be an expert on the Sehos Hashvot. He personally can't make such an expedition because he's not well physically to make such an expedition. In order to make such an expedition, you have to be well, you have to be physically fit, you have to go through places that are not able to come there through a plane, through a helicopter. There is, he writes here, today we have air balloons. So with an air balloon, it makes it easier to get, because they don't live in places that you can go there with a plane. Either they live in jungles or they live on mountaintops or they live in places where it's very difficult to become accessible with the normal mode of transportation. You can go to China, let's say. They wanted to make an expedition around 12 years ago, 10 years, I don't remember the exact amount. There was good idea. So someone approached different people. Um, Charges to have his take. Because they, because they wanted me to go. Because there was a time that there was a talk, there was a machlikas here once with a yeshiva, with this, with that, and it became a different thing. And therefore there was this thought that it was going to close up so at that point they figured that I'm going to be free to be able to go so I said I'm not a boy scout <laughs> I don't know no, I mean it seriously I never did camping overnight I never went into a mosquito tent and this and that and all kinds of stuff and I'm not such a he-man that I should be able to go so what do you call I don't know tip, I don't know these languages I don't know anything I don't know even know how to, how to I don't know how to to set this digital clock up. <laughs> have to get Hirsch to help me out because my mom was waking me up five o'clock in the morning. So, so I said that's not. So, so they said no, it doesn't matter. 
there, there'll be someone that knows the language. There'll be Goyim that know this language. There'll be this that know that. They, you know, they covered everything. There's someone to finance it. So I said, well, you're crazy. He said, that means I have to go away. It could be two years away from my home. So I'm not going unless you've got big, big Goyim that say, I should pack out. So I said, who do you have? There's no one around. So they said, who do you want? So they said, I said, who's available today? It's the only one that I could think of at the time was the sub stipler. How long is the stipler not here? So it was before the stipler was next And I said, the Manchester Shiri, I'm just not going to tap it ahead. I said, when you'll get them, we'll talk. I said, you know, I just wanted to get rid of them off my back. But since this expedition... They won't? Well, we'll no, since this, I don't know. Most likely no one went. Since this expedition, I don't think there's anyone that went. There were people that went. Friar. But they were never much there. The Friar never much there. They go because they got interested from these kind of forums, and they want to, you know, be famous like excavation people and this, and they want to find new things, and blah, 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 blah. They'll never be much there. And they'll never get any cooperation from their Zerah because they're not from Eden. The only one that will be able to have shaykhs is Gudaylam, like Arachayim, Ameyashat, other people that had encounters with them that were emissaries of Prum Eden, and they had encounters with them back and forth and forth and back, etc., etc. Like this, it came here, other Eden went there, Nochazel Chazachim. It, it's too much for us to go into because we'll never know the real truth. All we know is what's the state documented by Frumayidin. After that, is Tomim Tehim Hashem Even this, you don't have to know. It's just that it's interesting. And from Malav Malkus, so you, you, you want to sit and what do you call it? Yeah, something interesting. There's a lot of fakers. You never know who's for you. So you have to have Elach Yidin. So first of all, I don't think I'm such an Elach that I would be, you know, endangering my life to go through such a thing because you'll take a look. All the Elach that went here and a lot of them died on the way. Malaria they died from, diphtheria, different kinds of machlis, they were bitten by snakes, other things, different places, it's not important. This expedition was supposed to be through China. That means you would go to the last possible place that a plane goes to China, and from there, you would have to go on donkey through different trails, and you would be able to reach certain places. But it's a long trip, and it's a long process until you, until they gain, you gain their confidence. They have to feel that you're not here to what they call it, and it takes a long time, and it's not so simple. And, and it's, it's a very risky thing because they know so much more. They know So it's very hard to, to know what, when, and who. So we have to keep quiet. Everything will go naturally. Today we don't have the G'daylam that can say, let's go make Yisarusa de la Sata, Yisarusa de Leila. To go push for Mashiach to come more than what is normal is also a big Aveda. The Gemara says that it's a big Aveda to push and make crazy propaganda about Mashiach. You understand? You can't overdo it. It's also connected to Aveda. So it's a very fine line what you're allowed to do. To do it, to not, not to do is better than to do too much. Look it's only Gedele Eilam that could decide that it's time to do. So there were Gedele Eilam. So it says here, who are the Gedele Eilam? It says the signatures of all the people that signed on it. But today, since then, I don't know of any real expedition of from a Yidna. At the Bermuda Triangle is only above a Mesa from people that think that we're... I'll give you an example. I can't uh, go into this. I can't just... I'll give you this week. This week's Saturday. I mean, there's no end. We can speak all night. Uh, just this and that's all. Now listen carefully. In, in this week, uh, in this week's Saturday, you had... In this week's Saturday, you had the geography... Oh, you can put it on if you want. In this week's Saturday, you had the geography of, the, of Ghanedan. Not only is the geography, it's such exact geography 
and it becomes four rivers and it tells you the names of the four rivers Rashi tells us who they are we know exactly the Nile the Euphrates and we know Kush is Kush is Ethiopia we know what this is we know what that is it says clearly in the Pasuk all the geography of Ganeda in the Chapli if the Taylor goes out of its way and gives us the whole geography of Gan Eden. Why did the Taylor do it, first of all? And secondly, how come we can't find it? And the Taylor, like, for no reason, gave us uh, one river becomes four tributaries. What is Pishoy? The Nile River. Why is it called Pishoy? Because it's called, it's Pishen. The word Pishen means it, it becomes, it overflows. Everybody knows the Nile River overflows and, and gives Egypt its sustenance. Also, Pishen from the word Pishten, because in Egypt they grow flax, Rashi. So we know one river is Pishen. It goes around the land called Chavila, Asher Shem Azov, you can find a gold there, where, where the Nile River goes. If you follow the Nile River, what do you call it? You know, that's where gold is. There's a Bedeirach, a special such stone, so they got three big uh, uh, precious things there. Zov, Bedelach, and Heaven, I'll show you. Here's another river. Now, what is that? Ethiopia. So it's a river that goes around Ethiopia. Assyria. Not Syria, but Assyria. So you got clear, take a globe, you got clear all four rivers. If you have clear all the four rivers and you follow the Cheshman here of one becoming four, there should be no problem whatsoever. In our modern history, we're all kinds of. of, 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 of Whatever we have to about scientists, mices, and zachen, and spy planes, and U2s, and, 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 and things that fly up in the air, they can, just, they can pinpoint, they have, they have things that can pinpoint a, 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 a golf ball, a, a license plate from up in the sky in space, they can pinpoint someone's license plate on a car, serial number, on, on, on anything, the, the slightest cleaner kite they can pick up. So how can we can't pick up, you can tell from these things where there's water under the ground. You can tell all these things, you can tell from the infrared, uh, they can make a fire, they can make a, a battle in the middle of the night by infrared weaponry, where infrared makes everything light even though it's dark. So you can look through and have pictures sent to earth where you could see where there's water on the ground. Let's say it's, well, you don't see it on top, it's on the ground. And the rivers, you could see that, all that we have. All, so if I was Kemenish Gefilim Ganeli. So when you mention Bermuda travel, there's a triangle, there's upside down, they say that's Ganeli. That's why you can't win, that's why the flames. Your Dalit, what's going on here? Azeful letters and Azeful Zachendor, all to tell me the geography. One of the main reasons that this was written is to tell you. I'm going to tell you exactly where Gan Eden is, and you're not going to find it ever until I want you to see it. I'm going to show you it's right in front of your eyes, and you're not going to see it. Because you see only what I want you to see and what you want, don't want, I don't want you to see you're not going to see if I don't want you to have shaykhs with that you can think whatever you think but you're never going to have shaykhs unless I decide that you have certain yechidim will have shaykhs you, you can know about people in Afghanistan and Tibet and China and Burma and Laos and other places where they have been and you'll never know that they never ever unless I want you to know this Maisa, but the Maisha, they knew because they saw him in Tvilina, Maisa, and they, this and that, and that was the end, and we have no more Shaykhs. Hakol v'ches kasumen, atshibah kodesh bochu pekeh v'neem. Here's Gan Eden, and hakol v'ches kasumen, no one over Gan Eden is. That's 
that's one of the purposes of writing all these psukim. There's a zillion others. Kosteras Hashem Timimah, there's pshat, there's remez, there's zuz, there's sight, there's pshat of the pshat, and pshat of the remez, and pshat of the this, and pshat of that, and the sight of the pshat, and the sight of the remez, and etc., 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 etc. So, but, but that's one of the things that Zaman Ashraf and Yisrael, when he wrote a sefer about the Azeras Hashrasa. The purpose of the sefer was to show that the American Indians, there was rumors that the Indians, Indians Vichlal, if you trace American Indians to India, and West India, and the American Indians, someone wanted to say that they have certain minhogam that are similar to Jews. And therefore, some wanted to say the American Indians are American. It's not true, you think so, but from Russia, but then from before there was in the Hatshaykhs to the Aseras Ashwatam. Because they have certain minhogim that are like the Aseras like the Yidin. Why? There's certain things that certain Indians have, the Gabi burial, there's certain things, the Gabi Khalitza, the Gabi Yidin, the Gabi this, the Gabi that. There's different things that are similar. So he writes what the things are that are similar. And he writes about Indians in India, Indians in America, Indians here, Indians there. And he writes that they're definitely, that was the purpose of, these, of the same, that they're definitely not from the Aseras Ashwatam. The reason why these people, different tribes and different jungle people and different Indians have certain minhogam of Jews because they lived among the Aseras They lived among the Aseras Ashwatam. They're among Goyim, the Aseras Ashwatam. I just now told you. The Korob is right in Benah Goyim. Now, so, so some of the Goyim that they lived among, they all lived the same place the whole time. Some of the Goyim they lived among picked up some of the Minhogim of the Aseras Ashwatam. But they are not members of the Aseras Ashwatam. That was the purpose. And he brings this down in his safer, proving these. You know, Mikra Yisrael, it's not here, it's on microfilm. This guy Zimmerman, where's Zimmerman? Zimmerman's father, Zimmerman's father, when he was a Talmud in Yeshiva, went and got from the library a microfilm of it. It's library. His father? What? It's library. If he went here to Longridge Library, but the language sorry, doesn't have it. He not supposed to go live with the cloud, but he only did it for the, he wanted to trace this down. So he, they told him to have to go to the 42nd Street Library. You have to go to this section that's called microfilm. And this safer is on microfilm. They took many swarm, threw it away, but they put it on microfilm. And they have zillions of swarm, and we showed them and on microfilm. Now you can't read it microfilm, so you have to get it from the microfilm on a copying machine that copies microfilm. And we went through it. I went through it with him, with his father, Shmuel Avram. We went through it. A microfilm. But the problem with it is what I told you before. Zillions of the names that I mentioned there, and we had old books and old globes and old this and old that, but the names changed. So it was very hard for us to know exactly where to pinpoint certain things. But certain things we were able to understand, certain things we couldn't. But it was too hard for us to really get as much as we should have from the Seder called Mikra Yisrael. But that's called Mikra Yisrael, the hope of Kla Yisrael, which is a, talks about the Gula. And he talks basically about the Aseras Ashwatam. Who was the author? You'll take a look in the Musa Svarim, Nasha ben Yisrael. There's a safe upstairs called Nishmas Yisrael. It talks about Gilgulim, Nishomis, about Mitchayas HaMesim, Olam He's the author of that safe called Nishmas Yisrael. And Yisrael Salante took that safe and put it in his collection of Musa Svarim. Of course, it was a Gavaldic safe in Musa. So he also wrote Mikri Yisrael. That's not so powerful. It's out of print. No one reprinted it as far as I know. And it's still a microfilm in the library. People know it from Japanese. It says clearly what it's about. We're not going to go into it now. No, it's a totally different story. Yeah, it's not important. Where it is? Yeah. Where is it? Where is it? Arachayim is a different mice. It's a whole safe. From here to here, from all this here, it talks about it. And there's more. Where can you get this from? You can get it. There's a guy that comes here. There's a guy that comes here. He sells for him, Mr. Schwartz. He comes here sometimes, second Seder. Yeah. You see, he printed this. Once I, I spoke here, so that, so everybody wanted to get this safe, you know, this Komavasa. This is the original safe. So he, he went, reprinted it because the Bochum and Long Beach made him crazy around uh, 20 years ago. So he later he reprinted 
a lot of Svarim about the Aseras Hashvotim. This Sefer is in this Sefer. You see Komavasa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He printed it together here, Komavasa, you understand? The reason why I look from here is because my notes are here, more than over here. And here, you see, he took together as much as he knew that he was able to get a hold of with the Arachayim and it's in Lashon HaKadosh. And he, he comes here every once in a while. You know who it is? Yeah. It's not already orange anymore. It used to be orange when I printed this. It's now more white. And he sells for him. He sells you sometimes Kriyashman, Big Oasis, you know that? So that same person, if you'll ask him, Tavshin Lamed Vav, well, let's see when was the last time he printed it. Tavshin Memgimu. He was the one that that, uh, that printed it here. Shmuel Zandra, Kohen Schwartz, that's his name. So how many years ago? 14 years ago. That's the last time he did it. If you'll bother him enough, maybe he has some left over. And if not, maybe he'll feel it. He calls a lot of these things, Svarim Kedoshim, from the Talmudim of the Baal Shem Tov, And he puts all kinds of conglomerations together. Let's say I have a safer like this that's only on Pirkei Ovis. So you tell him, if you want to get it, it says on this one, Teldois, Umaises, Me'orachayim HaKodesh, Metzias HaSeras HaShvotim, Kol Mevaser, and let us in the Baal Shem <laughs> You understand? So these are things that you can get from him, so you don't have to believe me. You can get so it straight from the horse's mouth, and you don't have to blame me for anything. <laughs> In other words, you don't have to believe that I'm telling you anything, but he goes, you can see it yourself. You understand? I don't know if he still has it. I saw 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 it. But, but not everything is the Seras HaShvotim. No, no, this, this looks exactly right. There's all kinds. He has the whole all the same exact cover. Right. They're all the exact same cover, but not everything is the Seras One is only on Perkeos. One is about this. One is about that. So you have to know which one you're buying. So he comes sometimes with it. You don't realize what he has. It says, Chela Chokte Samach. That's 69. I don't know what that means. This is Samach Tess. How could Okay, so Shen, so you ask him, you, if you, when he comes, you'll say, no, he doesn't When he comes, oh, he puts out a lot of storms, a chash of you. When he comes out, when he comes again, you could ask him for it, and then you can read some of the things that I read you. Now, it could be, it won't be easy for you to do it, because what I did is took out the interesting things and told it to you. When you're going to go through it, it's going to take you a long time, and you won't understand a lot of things, but if you'll be, you'll have perseverance during the summer, it's a good thing to go through when you have a lot of times to battle you don't feel like learning or you feel like doing something different you can go through some of these it's only until 1920 